Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Color Me Dead, a true crime podcast. I'll say that again, a true crime podcast. With that said, these gals are going to talk to you, and if you get on social media, show you some sick, twisted, vile, fucked up, nasty, disgusting things. If you find yourself sensitive, if you find yourself easily triggered, this might not be for you. Turn back now. If you think you got it and you can handle it, proceed. But first, grab a condom, because these girls are going to fuck your feelings. Welcome to Color Me Dead. Everybody. Hello. This is Angel, Ember, and Nikki from the Color Me Dead, and we'd like you to check us out on Acast. Just go download the app, and you can view pictures as we talk about them. No more waiting until we post them on social media. Yeah, because half the time we forget about it, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, also, go get yourself some sweet merch at colormedeadpod.threadless.com. We have everything from t-shirts, hoodies, phone cases, blankets, duvet covers, all the things. Jesus, shower curtains. Right? Fucking put us in your shower with you. Yeah. We would love it. And huge shout out to Kagan Breitenbach. I always fuck up their name. I always do it. I can't do it. He's helped us with a bunch of our designs that are in there. Can we talk about Studio Sweden? We can. We can. Badass headphones, over-the-head earbuds, all wireless, long battery life, bringing you both style and quality at an affordable price. This is a rare package to get all three in one sleek design. Mm -hmm. We all love them, and you will too. (laughs) Use the promo code ColorMeDead15 to get 15% off your order. That's color me dead 15 in all caps for 15% off your purchase. Yes. And if they're ever out of something, you guys get on their mailing list and check back mm-hmm. because they sell out quickly with how awesome these headphones are. So be aware of that. Yep. Or just snag yourself a different headphone if you can and or want because they have a bunch of different ones on there. They're yeah, all, they do. They're all pretty sweet. Yeah. And yeah. they have a bunch more colors on there now. Oh. Do they? Yeah, they have like rose gold and oh. blues and fucking and nice. oranges and huh yeah. noise. I have to noise noise, noise headphones I need noise, noise headphones <laughs> noise colored headphones nice noise and let's give a huge thanks to our Patreons that donate to our Patreon account yes. we have different tiers of donation each different tier gets a different perk and you know perks include shout out stickers um, exclusive stickers bonus episodes bloopers you get early releases for those of you who can't wait until Wednesday mm-hmm. that's kind of like your alpha tier go to patreon.com slash color me dead podcast the donations from the patreon are the reason that we're able to continue doing this and it's actually going towards getting us newer nicer equipment mm-hmm. so that we can bring you higher quality podcasts yes and eventually it will be to help us continue to fund this every week right extra fuckery most fell 
Extra. 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 You like the extra? We're going to go in hard and heavy. (laughs) Raw dog, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Also, mark your calendars. We now know February 10th is when we are planning our meet and greet and fundraiser for domestic violence. And that will be here in Vernal. Everything that we make is going to go towards charity. And we're going to have a big raffle for donated items. Uh, Please contact us if you would like to donate anything from art, books, whatever you want. Jewelry. And it doesn't have to be um, Color Me Dead. It doesn't have to be Color Me Dead stuff. It doesn't even have to be like your... Yeah, no. It doesn't have to be true crime. It doesn't have to be an original piece that you put together. If it's something that you have that you feel as though you want to donate, please do so. Right, because then we're going to be... I lost what we were going to be We're going to turn that around (laughs) and... We're going to be donating that to Victims Advocacy to fight, dom- <clears throat> excuse me, to fight domestic violence. Right. Um, and, you know, it'll be a good time. You guys can come. We'll have different things for you guys to buy the raffle tickets for. We'll be there for autographs and photos because, you know, we're fucking fancy like that. Come be awkward with us as we stand yes. awkwardly and be like, I don't know what to Hi. say or what to do. We'll be the awkward ones. I know. Corner, I'm going like, to have you guys mm-hmm. on two chains like Michonne from <laughs> Walking Dead. Please do. You're like, come with me. Let's go make friends. <laughs> so, but you can uh, you can hit us up regarding all of those donations at colormedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Correct. And we're also going to be reading some survivor stories while mm-hmm. we're there and trying to give information, bring awareness. So come and hang out and be weird with us. And possible live videos for those who can't be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Exactly. And we're also going to be recording an episode afterwards with all the stories and we'll talk more about what happened and how much we raised and blah, blah, blah all that good shit. Yep. Check us out on Facebook at Color Me Dead Podcast. We have a Color Me Dead group on Facebook as well. We have Twitter at Color Me Dead Pod and our Instagram is Color Me Dead Podcast. All right, murder pups. And snacks. Let's get into this episode now. <laughs> it's time to enjoy the show. Please enjoy our show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Head Game Part 4. Let's get into this. Again, part four. So we kind of left you guys where they were starting the, like, the psych evaluation Mm. and where to determine how to process Ed. Right. They were going to be bringing him in for his arraignment or some shit. Right. And so you guys know that we were going, we, I say we, we, like we were fucking We were fucking there. Yeah. Maybe if we were, we would have had more fucking answers because I think that's the mm -hmm. only way that you could ever know. Fucking shake him. Actually talking to him. Like that that scene out of the cruise where you just grab him and you fucking make make fire <laughs> we will let you wear your titty vest if you tell us what is going on you can, you can have a vagina on I know. Get like, all you can dressed up whatever and let's you want. Talk. Let's be girls. Don let's your silver <laughs> fucking vulva. Let's get into let's it. But he wanted, he wanted, he, not he wanted, but the attorney that he was appointed had decided we're going for the insanity plea. And that's kind of where we left you guys off. Right. Now, even with D.A. Killeen trying to like calm him down well, calm, and like calm, calm all, all the people in the streets and like, because Ed was starting to get pretty familiar with the press 
and everything else. And he was right. kind of enjoying a little bit of that. But they were trying to simmer everybody else down and be like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. So people wanted to know that he was going to be punished for his crimes. And that's where the DA was like, we got it. Don't worry about it. It's under fucking control. will never be free. Yeah, like, he's not going to be babysitting your kids anymore. He's <laughs> not going to... No more gene sits. No, he's... <laughs> Damn he, it. Th- this is all fucking said and done. It didn't really help because people were still in an uproar. They're like, it's not it. good enough. I don't care if he's in a fucking hospital. I don't care whatever. Like, I want him in fucking jail. I don't care if you're going to tell me right. he's never going to be free again. That's still not good enough. No, and it was kind of like an unprecedented amount of, like, protection right. for Ed. Because the townspeople were like, it was like a scene out of fucking Shrek, where they were uh-huh. like, grab your torch and pitchfork! We're gonna burn this little pussy to the ground! So, here's where, on Friday, when he was being transported to the courtroom for his arraignment, he was surrounded by seven guards. Three city police, three deputies, and of course, Sheely. Sh- Sheriff Sheely. Uh-huh. That's a lot of fucking people. You really, like, the population. It, was, it was like right? a... <laughs> right? It was like a, a watching fucking Kanye walk into a club yeah. with his fucking entourage. Yeah. He's surrounded by seven people because that's where the hysteria had grown to. <clears throat> I'm going to apologize now because we all kind of sound super shitty. I think it's, it's that time of the year. It's sexy. fuck. It's that time of year, dude. It's yours, <laughs> yours sounds sexy. Mine does not. It's because I got a deep throat. I feel like I should be giving you bank statements and shit. Like, I feel... I feel like you need to cut your hair I'm so about lazily. to your chin, and then you need to poof it. We can use the bump... What is that bump it called? Bu- what is that thing called? Oh, my God. That's that is her voice so sounds. 1999. Yeah, but that's how her voice sounds. She needs, like, that stacked in the back with mm-hmm. the bump. Where it looks like I've had a fucking head injury and my yes. hair just grew over it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Can I speak to the manager? <laughs> We're all three. Like, these two are sick. I'm getting there. Yep. Okay. So the whole thing only took a few minutes, and Ed was actually charged with robbery and first-degree murder. The only thing Ed had to do was, like, state his name. Uh-huh. And the defense de- defense attorney, William Belter, pretty much was like, that's it. That's all we need from you. Because you've admitted to all the things we need. And so there wasn't really much else. No, like, there wasn't a need to have all the guards either. No. I wonder um, if he was shady about saying his name. Well, I guess my name's Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I was what you told me. I get fuck, right? <laughs> so everyone there was quiet. They didn't cause any ruckus. They didn't really like yeah. pitch any fits. But can you imagine the droves of people just staring at him like fucking angry vultures? Oh yeah. Well, so so the need for seven guards, like Ember said, was unnecessary. However, if I was Bernice's family, if I was her kid or whatever, and I my mom just got gutted, yeah. you're gonna need all fucking seven of those guards because I'm gonna try to murder you with a pen to the eyeball or uh-huh. something. Horrible. That's why when you say seven thoughts. guards, that's why they had the seven guards because I would be fucking irate. That was my mom hanging and her head was gone and all that shit happened. I will murder you no matter how I have to do it. It will be disgusting. Well, and Frank was a deputy and shit. Like, mm-hmm. he could have busted in that he and broke him out in the middle of the yep. night. He could have. <clears throat> well, dude, I've gone as far as to threaten the guy with the fucking snowplow that if he plowed the fucking gunk into the end of my driveway one more time, I was going to chew his fucking heart out of his chest. Uh-huh. So if I go 
that far after like a small it, like not being able to get out of my driveway. <laughs> just imagine the insanity I would feel if that were my mother or my brother or whomever. Yeah. Right. So yeah, dude, I get it. But I've actually thought about that shit. Oh yeah. And I would do it like some straight up deliverance shit, and I would do it with a fucking elk antler. Well, they didn't have metal <clears throat> detectors back then. I doubt. So I don't think so either. It would have been easy to get in there and fucking kill that guy. I'm so petty. I would have posted their fucking bill. Yeah, and then killed them. <laughs> right? Fuck yeah. Hold, we wouldn't even made it to the fucking court. Hold tight. <clears throat> I got you. You should be more afraid walking out of this jail cell right now. If somebody ever kills anybody that I know, that I love, police would probably just be smart to go ahead and lock me up because mm-hmm. if not, I will do some fundraising. I will post their fucking bill mm-hmm. and nobody will ever see them again. Yep. Dude, if I have to sell, I'll like, sell my whole fucking house yeah dude i like i'm coming for you however it was on this day that the district attorney district attorney colleen suggested that ed undergo a psych evaluation at the central state hospital before the trial began now this was something that the defense attorney belter agreed to saying that like he wanted an independent evaluation yeah he's like no i agree i was gonna get and evaluate a psych evaluation on them too, like on our own dime. But if right. you're agreeing, I'm agreeing, this should be a thing. Right. Yeah. And the judge, uh, I think his name was Bundy or Bund? Bund. Bund uh, talked for a few minutes on how Ed must be insane to commit these kind of acts and that he needed, like it was mandatory that he go through that 30 day evaluation, which I think is fair. Yeah. Uh huh. So while Ed is awaiting the transfer to the hospital, Colleen, Judge Bundy, Bund, Sheely, the board chairman, Earl Simonson, and the village president, Harold Collins, met to talk about some of the important things surrounding the case. Village Basically, president. Sorry. Well, it's, it's just such a fucking small podunk. Ah, the village, village president. president. Well, it's kind of like how they still, like, back east, they call things townships. <laughs> yeah. And each township has, like, a representative or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck? You guys don't have, like, cities and towns? Towns? You have townships. Um, not people. to make fun of you guys, but I'm going to make fun of you guys. <laughs> not to make fun, but we are. <laughs> but we're going to do because it. Because we're assholes. Like everybody that. makes fun of Utah. Fuck yourself. I'll make fun of everybody. I know. When everyone's yeah. like, how many moms do you have? I'm like, six. How many do you have? Right? In your township. Right? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You village president. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Basically, um, the three things that they really wanted to talk about was what are they going to do with the gain home? Gain. Gain. Why do I keep saying gain? I keep doing it, too. Fuck me, man. The gain home. So were they going to have to post, like, extra security? Were people going to vandalize it? Were well, people going to go in there and snake shit? Like, what was going to happen to it? Yeah, they already had a bunch of... They had to have two guards at the house at all times from the time that they discovered Bernice Warden's body. And so they were like, how much longer can we go yeah. on with this? Right. And because more people were talking about either wanting to vandalize it or people were always trying to come in all throughout the night. So they had somebody there 24-7. And I'm like, we can't do this forever. Well, you can't. Well, it's it's an unsustainable practice. Right. To put that kind of um, importance on somebody's yeah. home. Right. Um, That's too much money. There's 248 people in this town. <laughs> and it's literally, all like, five of them. Seven of them are with Ed. So <laughs> Some of the other two are fucking owls. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? To continue considering other cases. So, like, were they going to continue putting time, effort, and money into other cases that they thought he may be responsible for? 
Singapore? Yeah, because it was something like they had to... Plainfield had to pay a percentage of whatever was being investigated. Right. Yeah. So they're like, we don't have the funding to, to keep going with this. Right. No, and that kind of brings me into part three, where they start talking about the graves. Right. They didn't have the manpower, the time, or the money to start excavating some of the graves that he had like talked about unearthing and taking things out of them. So when it was kind of like the town folk were like, fuck that, leave it be. And the city was like, great because we don't have the fucking money to do it. Well, because it would take so much to do it because you have to keep all of the press and all of the people back so you have to have extra people to do that plus the people that are going to dig it plus whoever's bringing Ed and taking care of Ed and it's just like fucking everything. They were just kind of sitting down and they're like you know what? We found all this stuff in the house. We know he's fucking insane. Do we really need to go through and look at everything we, to find out what well, I already happened? know? Well, I think it would have been for me. It would have been fun. Like well, I would yeah. want to know. I would where want to everything know. Came we would from. be the ones right. trying to get into the house that they're protecting. Right. I would stand outside. Of I would be at the crime lab. Going. That's where all the shit's um, at. I would be the douchebag breaking into the house. Yeah, you would, and I would. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be She's out here my watching Nikki's for my you. lookout. Ember's <laughs> at the crime lab. I'm breaking into the fucking house. Yeah, because the crime lab has all the shit in it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. She's going to be finding out. (laughs) I'm going to know. She's going to know what's left in that house. Right. Exactly. So the grave robbing was something that no one really bought into that whole fucking story. And I think it was because that was so far out of their, like, realm. Realm. Yeah. They're like, no, no, there's no way. So it was five foot nothing piece of shit. It was dragging these big bodied buxom women out of these fucking holes. Holes. Six feet underground. Yeah. There's... This is nearly like Calvin trying to carry me. Yeah. Because these, well, they probably are a little smaller than me, but probably Calvin's not not much smaller than you are, shorter. He's almost five feet. He's almost as tall as I am. He's probably stouter, stockier than Ed. Joey's less than a foot shorter than Angel. It's true. (laughs) I'm teensy. Teensy. The people nugget. I'm fucking petite, goddammit. (laughs) I am not. But people make nugget. So this was something that nobody really believed. Um, Like, how was he going to dig up this body? How was he going to take this person with nobody noticing? How was he going to fucking put it back? Right. Like, when he took everything off, like, how was he going to get it back there? Like, there's all these questions. So people... Did he dig it, get the shit he needed, rebury, or did he dig it, get the body out, rebury it, and then decide what he wanted, then go back and dig it? That's what well, I Well, so he would take about. he would take the body. But from sometimes what I understand, he, he would didn't ta- take. He, sometimes he took the parts from there. And right. Sometimes he took the whole body. Well, sometimes he would take the whole body, and then he would take what he wanted, and then it could be a day or so later, and he would return the body back to the grave. It's a lot of but fucking digging. Man. It, it really and is. That would be but here's super the thing: obvious. is like you yeah. would think that there would be obvious signs of disturbance on the soil. Now, did he have help? Yeah, because we're talking about Ed Gain, who Gain, who is you me, know, myself, and I. Fucking <laughs> me, myself, and Irie. Yeah. Goodness, that's not for me. <laughs> Got a little extra cheese on the taco. Got a full on fallopian fungus, and it smells like sourdough. <laughs> oh so you've got this five foot nothing dude who's not only digging several feet into the ground, but unearthing people and yanking them out of there. So did he have help? Because we'll never know. I don't know. I, I don't, know. I don't know. I have a speculation, but we'll save that for the end. For, oh, no. you with your notes. 
One of the biggest uh, people trying to call bullshit was the sexton of the cemetery, and his name was Pat Dana. He said that he never saw any signs of molesting of the graves. So he molesting of the graves. He didn't see any disturbances that would have led him to believe that there was anything like extra happening that should have brought his attention to it. Right. There were some vandals that had done damage to the cemetery before. Yeah, like a few years before. Yeah, like in the tune of twenty. $2,500, which was quite a bit of fucking money back then. Yeah. Right. So he's like, I've been keeping an extra eyeball out. <laughs> yeah, like, I would know if something <clears throat> funky had been fucking going on. But there were a lot of caskets encased in concrete or steel. So there's no way that the masks actually came from those particular dead. Yeah. Because you're not fucking getting in there. Yeah, that's what Pat was saying. He's like, most of these caskets have fucking cement and steel. Like, yeah. there's very few that are still in, like, the wooden ones. So, so was he taking them from that cemetery or somewhere else, or was he actually fucking murdering people in other places and bringing them in? Yeah. Shipping them into Plainfield. Because... Speculation. Speculation station. Because the mortician, his name was Ray Gold, said that there were many that were, like, wooden caskets or, like, wooden um, grave. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that it seemed unlikely that one person could do all of that, especially with the sandy, like, soil. Yeah. Because it would cave in on you. Right. Yeah. As you were digging it out. Yeah. So it's not like the soil that you'll get here where it's the red clay yeah. and rocks. This is something that, like, as you dig, the grave would start collapsing yeah, it's in. Like digging a so, hole like, at even, the fucking beach. Exactly. Yeah. So even if it were a wooden casket that you could easily get into, the soil around it would almost make it fucking impossible without equipment. Right. And that's what uh, the mortician and the sexton would say is that whenever they dig a grave, they always have to dig a little bit and then put wooden boards up to keep the soil. Yeah, because you're going to have to have something to stabilize the soil around it and keep, it's kind of like fracking. Yeah. Where you like, you have to like dig the hole, pump the cement, like keep everything open. So, but then... So they're like, eh, I don't don't think think so. so. But then where the fuck did these faces come from? Well, well. Because they had also thought him also killing all these people is also way out there too. Yeah. They're like, I don't... I don't I just know. don't see like, it. It's fucking hard. And they would even say that it was done shitty. Yeah. You know, the last two murders that happened. Yeah. They're like, so how would he been able to kill all like these other eight, people? Eight to ten people. When the last two knows. were done fucking. Like, all fucking half-acidly. Yeah. Except for he didn't get half-acidly. Half-acidly. Is that a half-acidly? I'm is sure it is. Is that a word? It is now. It, it is, is now. now. But he did, he obviously got away with Mary Hogan for three years. So. Yeah. Which is kind of an eye-opening Thanks. part. Part of this speculation station. So, if a lot of these graves were encased in cement and steel bars, where the fuck was he collecting faces from? Was it from a different cemetery? Were he, was he actually, like, killing people <laughs> in other cities, towns, or whatever? Villages? Right, because, I mean, he was by himself. He didn't have anybody that he was checking in with. Right. Even with him saying that he dug up nine graves, and he killed Mary, and he killed... Bernice. Bernice. That brings it to 11. But they had 10 face masks without counting Ber- Bernice. Bernice. Anyways, right, plus but they all were the like, skulls. who the fuck are these people? Yeah. And yeah. 
There was more skulls than just nine. Yeah. Or eleven. And I sound so bad. And I it's like it when you say nine. Nine or eleven. <laughs> and it's driving me insane. Oh. <laughs> nine. <coughs> just, just keep saying nine. 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 So even with the what digging of graves, there's not enough. What's that girl from Bob's Burgers? I don't know. I don't watch it. Oh, my God. Oh, I do sound like her, though. You do. I, uh, I don't remember her name either right now. My heart just pooped my pants. Is it Darla? No. Say it. My heart just pooped my pants? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So the biggest issue was settling it once and for all. As we already know, the town could accept the murders, but not the digging up of the dead, which is fucking weird. Yeah, no, it's fine if you fucking kill people, but once you dig them up and desecrate their fucking bodies, that's where we draw the goddamn line. I would rather have him fuck with a dead person that's in my family than kill Murder, like, a live person and, like, take my mom, yeah. Yeah. No one on the police's side wanted to go and disturb the graves to find out for sure. Colleen was the most vocal about it. He said that he would rather take Ed's word and wanted to avoid it at all costs. However, later they would have to do it no matter what. Yep. I would want to know. I know that it's a money issue, but I would be like, I want to know. Go dig it right fucking now. Yeah. Charles Wilson was the one handling a lot of the evidence brought from Ed's house to the crime lab. And he was going to compare the dirt particles to see if the claims were correct. However, just due to the sheer quantity of everything, it was going to take weeks or even months. So much shit to go through. So All of it. You know he was having a fucking field day. Charles Wilson was just... He's my homie because he's the one that gets to look at everything, yeah. gets to go through everything, gets to be like, ooh, I wonder who this belongs to. Let's, <laughs> let's compare. Let's ooh. find the body to the vulva. Yes. Pin the vulva piece. on the body. <laughs> Can we have a birthday party? Yes. Like Holy shit. Pin the hairy yes. piece to the... Pussy. Yes. Pin the, pin the hairy piece to the slot. Yep. Yep. It's <laughs> yep. happening. It's happening. Mm-hmm. 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 We're so bad. Okay. <laughs> That's when we have all of our food, our green food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the mounting pressure and the news of the crime lab, Killeen was forced to announce that the next that the next week they would have to dig up remains of two graves once they got permission from the next of kin because they have all the names of the graves from Ed's confession. The one weird thing was that the number of graves listed versus the number of masks found yeah, which, didn't fucking match. Yeah. Which is kind of what we just talked about. Like, right. Yeah. The num- the mathematicians aren't fucking I'm mathing. no mathematician. <laughs> but two plus two does not equal ten. No. Or eleven. Or twelve. Yes. Like, there's just, there's so many pieces. You got ten masks, you have four fucking noses. That's already fourteen. I wonder if he ever stuck with, like, the Philippines story where he got those shrunk, shrunken, finger quote, shrunken heads. From the Philippines. Uh, <laughs> that was more like a, little a snake. Bunny I don't know what the... Yeah, little bunny foo-foo hopping through the cemetery. <laughs> two two. Little bunny two two Digging up the bodies and lopping off their heads. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yeah. When press asked Colleen, basically all he could say was that only one person that the only the only person that could answer that would be Gene itself. And who knows if we'll ever find anything out. Which we didn't. We, we will never fucking know. Fucking didn't. You didn't. Then Gilbert I'm break up with him if he doesn't get his shit together. <laughs> of course the media wanted to know if he tried to dig up his mom. 
but he wouldn't ever say. Yeah, they never they never released a yes or no, and you couldn't find it in the confessions, but half yeah. the time you couldn't even understand what the confessions were talking about. Hell fucking parentheses unintelligible. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the way. Well, to be honest, unintelligible. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? What in the actual but, fuck? You know, but do you think he did? Do you think he tried to dig his mom up? I do. I think he did too. Yeah, we'll talk about it more later. <laughs> I'm like, let's hurry and get to the end so we can just sit and fucking speculate. <laughs> bullet. Bu- bullet. <clears throat> I was going to say bullshit and it came out bullet. Bullet about it. Bullet about it. Um, who, were, who were in the graves being dug up? That's what they were also looking for. Sorry, that didn't make any sense. No, like who? The media like, wanted to know if they dug up his mom and who was like in the who graves. else was yeah. in yeah. the in the whole succession of grave robbing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 The media true. was a bunch of vultures, and everyone was growing tired of their shit. Well, just give them fucking answers, all right? Just we're needy fucking bitches. We it's need, basically what we need. It's basically TMZ roaming the streets yeah. of fucking Plainfield in trying to get fucking. Well, and that was their job. So you can't like, you can't really get down on a a reporter for doing no. their fucking job, you know especially when there's like this kind of a thing happening. This Duh. is a huge thing, yeah. right? And if you have the report for that, you're going to get all the monies. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In one week, we already know about some of the rumors floating around about floating around. But now they were saying that the worst stuff found was in the basement. I just realized as I go through and I circle my bullet points on my notes, I'm making my own little nipple belt. Oh, it's beautiful. How pretty. I love it. Anyway, the worst stuff was found in the basement, and it was so horrible that the police wouldn't even talk about it. Another one was that they had found Ed's Ed's death list with a list of all of the farmer's wives that Ed planned on killing. It's the fucking harlot death list is what it is. Harlots be named here. Uh Uh-huh. And, of course, that little five-foot-tall Ed would have to have help because he's so little. Little Ed. With the assist. Uh Uh-huh. And we'll get into that also later. Yep. Also, a ton of dark humor started, which is my fucking favorite part about all of this. I mean, hi, this is what our whole podcast is about. When I heard that they were making all these jokes, I was like, fucking yes. That's how we would handle shit. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They said no one in Plainfield liked it. I don't know why it's fucking sticks in the mud. I was going to say. They still don't. Take the (laughs) stick. Everything is funny if you take the stick out of your ass. I realize that there are... A lot of people are like, abortion's not funny, or child abuse isn't funny, or domestic violence isn't funny, or it's, whatever. It it's is not, but... Not funny. No. No, it's not fucking funny, but if you're going to use a coping mechanism, humor is mine. Yeah. And so I fucking laugh about everything. Dude, I'm a, dem- like, I'm a child abuse survivor. I fucking laugh about everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know lots of people that are domestic abuse survivors, and they fucking still make black eye jokes. Yeah. Like, it is kind of what we do. It's, it's yeah, we'll yeah. Is it inappropriate? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Does so it help? Everything we sure do. does. Sure does. So they called these jokes geeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a geener. Which, <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that at the end because, yeah. duh. Yeah, we got to tell geener jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. It's like Chuck Norris, only really south. Only oh. real <laughs> south. <laughs> only not. Not at all. At all. But... I'm sure they were like that. It was, it was probably like when all those Chuck Norris jokes were going around. I bet yeah. all the Geeners were going around the same way. Oh, I'm sure. Probably one of the most important things is the findings by psychi- psychi- the oh, good God. Fucking psychi- psychiatrist. 
psychiatric, psychiatrist? psychiatrist. Like, what can I, I help was you with? Trying to mix psychiatrist and psychiatric, and that was not psychiatric. Good, so this smart person. <laughs> yeah. So this, this doctor guy, of fucking mental fucking medicine. Head dude. George T. Or George D. Arndt. Who helped shine some light on, on the people finding humor in tragedy. A.K.A. our hero. Yep. <laughs> he talked about it being a coping mechanism. A way of dealing with the deep anxiety stirred up by the crime of exercising the nightmare with laughter. Which is exactly what the fuck we do here. Well, it's just kind of a way to like get the dirty out of your like soul. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion. And it helps that you're not so afraid of it, too. If yeah. you're joking about it, you're not going to be as afraid. Exactly. Yeah, I well, agree. and we talk about it more than once throughout this whole podcast. And so having a smart person actually say, no, it's, it's, a, it's legit a legit thing. Because we feel a little better about ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when we're doing research and everything, there isn't that humor. Uh-uh. And we are the ones that crawl into bed at night with the nightmares of everything. So when it comes down to sitting and talking in front of the microphone for all of you guys, that's when we are like, like, oh shit, we're about to get into stuff that kind of fucked with us, even yeah. if we don't realize it fucked with us during research. So then we're like, let's throw fucking jokes at it. So yeah, let, it's let like, me make this fucking, I'm gonna try to make this funny. I'm yeah. gonna ease, ease you in for this landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't go, can't go skydiving without a fucking parachute. No, no, and we're the fucking parachute for you people. Yep. So Ed was supposed to go to the state hospital on Friday afternoon, but it was postponed because they had someone from another jurisdiction who wanted to ask him a few questions about one of their missing people. This didn't set well with the press because they wanted him to move so they could get pictures. They basically stalked Sheely with, or basically attacked Sheely with questions. And as we know, he hated the press. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he was not a fucking fan. They had just gotten in that fucking, like, almost fist fight with him the night before. Right. So now they're mad because he's not moving them quick enough, or he's not moving Gein quick enough. So I'm sure, like, by this point, he's like, motherfucker, say something. I dare you. Yeah. I dare you. I will lock you up. (laughs) No, like, it moves. Seriously, it's too bad this wasn't, like, in the 90s, because he could have had his fucking earbuds in and listening to some DMX and yeah. just be like, yeah. y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here, and just fucking go rally the goddamn parking lot. That's what I would yes. do. God that. damn it. <laughs> but he told them that he was gonna keep Ed as long as he wanted and you can shove it up your fucking ass. Yeah, pretty Which much. Is- like, Shit. fuck you. I will keep him as long as I fucking want. You don't get to decide, you stupid motherfucker, with your pen and your paper and your fucking camera behind you. Go kill yourself. You can take yeah. your fucking fedora and the fucking press label on the side of it and jam it straight down your pee hole. Yep. Yeah. Right up your dick hole. <laughs> right up it. <laughs> However, up or down. Up or down. Yeah. Whichever one you want. Sideways. Fuck it. Make it interesting. <laughs> paper cuts in the pee hole. Ow. God. Ow. However, Sheely would have to come back to them and make a deal because there was stuff Ed needed needed to show the police at the house, but Sheely didn't want press. So he said, if you guys leave us alone to do this, I promise I won't ship ship Ed off without letting you know. (coughs) Right. So... I'm going to throw you guys a bone, but fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, because they were going to go and look on Thursday, but then the pipe leak. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So he's like, dude, I got to go see the shit. Ed fucking needs to go back to his house probably one last time. He fucking knows he's never going to see it again. I go say bye to Gus. But really, I'm just, I'm sick of all you fucking people. Because another thing is the the jailhouse in Plainfield, Sheely's house was like up above it. So it was his house plus the jail. And so having Ed never Dean get sleep away. underneath you for a week would probably just not be cool with me no either. no thanks no, no. i'm good no 
<laughs> With that, Ed, Sheely, and Deputy Fritz left. And Ed showed them around, saying that they would find the rest of Mary Hogan in a big ash pile on the corner of his property. There he said how he carved her up and used the rest of her to heat his house in his little stove and dump the ashes out there. I just... Why, does, why the fuck does he think they're going to find it? That was three fucking years ago. But look for the ash and you'll find Mary. You're going to find Congratulations. Well, you might find bone fragment or Which things that, like, didn't yeah. burn all the way down. So, really, I just think he wanted to have one last walk Well, yeah, through. wouldn't you? I would be like, so I'll show you this. Mm-hmm. I just want to get the fuck out of here. Exactly. <laughs> so, after all that, Sheely tells the press that he'll be trans... <clears throat> that Ed will be transported to the hospital at 2 p.m. is when he should arrive at the hospital. So most everybody, except for like two people, loaded up and fucking went to the hospital because they wanted to be there when he got out of the police car to go into the hospital. Yeah. Right, because it's this big fucking frenzy. It's a big it's a big thing. Um, which left the people in Plainfield kind of in a daze because for the last almost week, there's been a bajillion fucking reporters, there's been thousands of people coming in to look at shit, and then all of a sudden it went from like a hot happening thing, back down to plain old born Plainfield. <laughs> right. Plainfield. Plain. Definitely lived up to its name. It was very fucking plain. Yeah. And so they were, <clears throat> they were kind of in this whole, I don't know what to fucking do with myself now. Now what? Well, I'm sure that everybody that was there, whether it was a, a restaurant or a general store or hotels had this huge influx and now it's died back down to like now you have that one fucking tumbleweed yeah at least they made money off his crazy ass yeah, yeah so, uh, Deputy Arnie Fritz and Sheely would be the one that took him to the state hospital. And it was like a, an hour and a half or so away from Plainfield. Yeah. So the hospital was originally called Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, and it was founded in 1930 with the maximum, it's a maximum security institution. All males and all of them who were deemed too fucking deranged and dangerous for human consumption, basically. Yeah. And when Ed entered, it had over 300 inmates in there. Jesus fuck. <laughs> right. More than the population of fucking Plainfield. That's well, a lot of crazy. Like half. I think they had like 600 people. In yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's even a stretch. <laughs> yeah. 248 on a good day. Right. After hunting season. Yeah. Right. After, after hunting season, it went way down. So December, don't take your numbers. Which also made me laugh because in part three, when we talked about the snow, a foot of snow, and it almost killed everybody. Are you kidding? Like a foot of snow, nobody even fucking blinks an eye at here. Though. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like a, a foot of snow out here and we're like fucking two more. We had a snow day. Yeah. Two mm. more in the next 30 minutes and we might get a snow day. Right. Like it has to dump with the quickness. So the one guy that had his shit collapse on him, that had to have been the shittiest fucking built awning, awning ever. Because yeah. my kids are upstairs, like, fucking praying to the gods. Yeah. And they're, like, glued to the window, like, please let it go. Please, please let it go. go. Just open the fucking skies and let it all dump. Yeah. <laughs> and so a foot of snow, you're dying of a heart attack? I hope that they were, like, 80. A foot no of snow shit. is not that much because, to fucking... Yeah, I can, do, I can do that. And I'm a fatty. I got it without yeah. a heart attack. Sure, you can, too. They're not built for the snow, it. apparently. <laughs> Anyways, uh, since that point in time, it was changed to Dodge Correctional Institute. Institute, and it's where convicted felons always go to get an evaluation before going into jail and stuff 
for making sure that they're okay in their brain, mm-hmm. or at least okay enough to be charged for a crime. Yeah. This is where Ed would go under a full physical and mental evaluation, and they did the physical because throughout all of the confessions, he was always complaining about some sort I of ailment. Oh my god, I've got this enlarged heart, or my fucking <laughs> temples are pounding, or I've got a dry mouth, or... I have the biggest shit in my asshole that won't come out. <laughs> I have dry skin. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, yeah. I haven't shit in three days, yes. (laughs) My butthole is pounding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, do you have any prunes? Oh, (laughs) yeah. I need to help this along. I need all the prune juice. I'd like some phosphorus sulfates. Yes. 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 But we'll get into his uh, psych evaluation here in a little bit. Back home, defense attorney Belter made the disclosure to the press that while Ed spent a week in jail, he solved the mystery of his own illness. Oh, okay. And the press first released, Gein Diagnosis' own case blames dog, which Belter had to clarify that it wasn't the dog's fault back when Mr. Smith beat the fucking puppy to death. It had nothing to do with the dog. It had everything to do with the bitch that he was fucking in the house. Yeah. That was not his wife. That lived with him. Yeah. Which is why Gein's mom died and if Gein's mom didn't die he would have never done this. You dirty motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Wrong bitch. Well the quiet in the town of Plainfield was very short lived because by Sunday November 23rd once E what's Ed was already gone to the (laughs) hospital. Four thousand cars came to Plainfield. Jesus. All to come see the Gein house. That's so I would have been in on that. Four people. Thousand. It, uh, it, that is a lot of people anywhere, but especially there. Yeah. yeah. By the point, it was all over the place, so everybody pretty much in Wisconsin was coming to it. And it was like a Sunday drive. Like, come on, kids. Let's go fucking let's see the House of see. Horrors. Come yeah, on, no, grab your shit. Susie and Kevin. Let's Kevin. <laughs> Don't be a cunt, Kevin. <laughs> Get your coat, Kevin. You're a cunt. Granted, they weren't able to see a whole lot because... The cops, once you started getting more than fucking two cars on the road, they're like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Everybody slow down. Yeah. So they were reorganized. <laughs> they were redirecting redirecting traffic out so they couldn't actually see the plane field. That's house. not very nice. Those are fucking haters right there. Well, you know. Fuck you. Yep. Because the reason why they did that is in the back. The they, back. In the back. They had about seven people dig- digging up that huge ash pile uh, that Ed had pointed out. The body so they pit. don't need a lot of other people around them at the moment. And they had nine huge, like, container bin things full of fucking ash that they had ended up pulling out. I always envision that. <laughs> I snorted. I always envision that kind of like a scene out of, uh, what, what's that movie? Fucking, not Scream, but what's the, the spoof of it? Oh, Scary Movie. Scary Movie. Uh, Where, like, Officer Doofy, keep moving, please. Keep moving. <laughs> You've got somebody out there with a fucking construction paper star on his fucking <laughs> uniform. Mm-hmm. Traffic keeps moving to the right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went poopy. <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> it was it's good. been so long since I've watched that. I need to watch it's it on again. Netflix. Sweet. Right now. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the ash, they found charred teeth, bits of bones, and so obviously it was more than just Mary. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also on that Sunday, Colleen and the others had decided that they would have to go and dig up the remains 
with or without the family's consent. And they said that it would happen on Tuesday. However, one of the editors uh, from the Plainfield Sun, his name was Ed Marola. Mm-hmm. He's like, bullshit, you're going to do it on Tuesday. You sneaky motherfuckers, I guarantee you're going to do it on Monday. So I'm going to be the first thing Monday morning. <laughs> he was fucking right. <laughs> but he was stopped. <clears throat> he was. Because the police, they had every... All the roads that were going into the cemetery blocked off except for two. And they had police at each one. So they had Officer Doofy and his fucking loyal band of Mary idiots oh, no, trying to... Oh, no, you can't go through. Oh, no, yeah, I'm sorry. And this, yeah. this road's blocked off. No <laughs> passing. And he did see a couple want, of people with some shovels, though. I want, like, a, a really ridiculous officer with, like, a rape whistle. Just like, no running. <laughs> no, no running. No <laughs> running. <laughs> Within an hour of Ed showing up is when they had all the other cops come in, because there's five roads. They had everybody block it off. So, you know, the whole town was there. And other reporters were trying to come and see what was going on, but they had everything blocked off. They were all huddled around a grave, so they couldn't see anything from the side. Then, no, but didn't they bring in, like, air support? Yeah, they tried to bring in a helicopter, so yeah. they're like, fuck you and your Jeez. helicopter, we're gonna put up a tent, bitch. <laughs> so you can't see shit. And they went all out. Yeah. And the poli- that was all of their funding. And of the course. police were super mad. Or not the police. The reporters were super mad about it because they wanted to see what was going on. But any angle that they tried, they were fucking cock blocked. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cock blocked. like a little sister on a prom date. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so the first grave, <clears throat> excuse me, the first grave that they would dig up was Mrs. Adams, the one who Petty Ed fucking... Wore oh, her face uh-huh. because he's mad at the sun for making me fun. ten dollars, you son of a bitch! Right for making fun of him for not paying him back. Mm. Fucking take my ten dollars! I'll fucking take your mama's face. Who's I, the I, bitch now? <clears throat> Who's the bitch now? Now my name is Mrs. Adams. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel pretty. I'm oh, so pretty. No. Yep. The only people at the grave was District Attorney Earl uh, Colleen, Art Sheely, Deputy Arnie Fitz, Village President Harold Collins. Was the village bicycle there, too? Probably. Mortician Ray Galt, Alan Wolmowski, the guy who took the pictures and found the box of vulvas, uh, two other colleagues from the crime lab, Sexton Pat Dana, Assistant Don Walner, and Floyd Adams, who was... Eleanor Adams' husband and his son and his son-in-law. So there's quite a few people there yeah. because they had to huddle around. Would you want to watch your mom's grave get dug up? Fuck yeah, I would. Knowing that she might not be there or pieces ever were going to be there? I would not. I don't know. Fuck I yeah, I would. But I don't have that whole thing about graves that a lot of people have. I don't give a shit about them. I, I don't, I don't know. either. I don't know. The one fun fact is that Mrs. Adams' grave was almost right next to Sweet Sweet Augusta's. Weird. Musty Gus's grave. And they thought, or the digging was a little bit hard for him because it's fucking the end of November. Well, yeah, yeah. the ground's going to be fucking solid. It's going to be frozen. Yeah. However, it still didn't take them very long to get down to it because the thing with all the graves in Plainfield is they are usually encased in either the cement or the wooden boxes. Like, the first initial digging takes forever because you have to dig six feet down. Then you put the uh, thing they in. they have equipment? Probably not. I don't know. Anyways, huh. you dig it. Then they would put them in a box or whatever that would only be, you would hit that about two feet down. So you really only had to dig two feet, open up a box, and then drop down the last four oh, okay. to get to whatever. I understand what yeah. you're saying. Right. So <laughs> even still, if you're five feet tall and you have to drop down four feet, that means you're having to 
heft a bitch still a foot, like... He had to have killer pulley system. Uh, up and over your head? Yeah. yeah. His snatch and grab must have been fucking awesome. Or he had pulleys. He backed up that maroon car. <laughs> and he put, a, he put a pulley to it and those bitches out. Maybe. Maybe. So everyone around the grave was expecting to see, see like, nothing. And, however, once they hit the wooden box, they noticed that it had been split in two. When they got down and they opened the casket, all that was there was a 12-inch crowbar. So, basically, everybody at this fucking site is now completely speechless because they were expecting to see nothing. nothing. And what they saw was... A cracked open box and and a a crowbar crowbar. and there's... Nobody. Nobody got nobody. I got nobody. nobody got me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was photographed. The crowbar was taken, refilled, and then they moved to the next site. Like, so they just like put the dirt back over it, and we're like, "Oh, there's nobody." Oh, no, fuck. Moving yes, on. We'll go to the next oh, one. Shit. Moving on. Oh, moving so, on. The next grave to be exhumed was that of Miss Mabel Everson, who died April 1951. Just a few months before Mrs. Adams, as they started to dig, they got like, I don't know, like over a foot before they found a jaw, a section of a skull, and a part of a leg with like some other, I don't know, like, how would you say that? Random, like small smaller fragments. Fragments, like pieces of a fucking body or whatever, <laughs> like bone pieces or whatever. Um, upper and lower dental plate and pieces of clothing with a gold wedding bland. 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 Gold wedding band. A bland wedding band. I have a bland wedding band and I fucking love it. Um, There was nothing, however, in the coffin. So once again, when they were like, hey, let's dig this one up and see what happens. As they're unearthing this motherfucker, they're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) Shit. And then they get to the actual fucking coffin and they're like, fucking Ed. God damn it, Ed. God damn it, Ed. So this entire digging of both graves took less than three hours. Colleen would only tell the reporters that now they had proof of Ed's claims, and they didn't plan on digging up any more. Dude, I don't. I couldn't stop it too. I would be like, "Can we see who else?" I know. That? I'd be like, or "This whole fucking all? yeah, this whole cemetery is coming up. Yeah. Like, if I have to do it, my goddamn self. Yeah, give me a shovel." <clears throat> so while no one knew for sure what Ed really did with the bodies, they were pretty sure it was like that of a sexual element. Oh my god, that part in the book where she. Oh, I was gonna say Sheely. Schechter. I Schechter. Harold Schechter. Name. It has the part about him, the necrophilia, mm-hmm. and he's explaining how it felt to bang a dead person. Like, the oh, it was so disgusting. disgusting. Do you remember that yeah, part? Uh-huh. And he's like, I've never felt such pleasure, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. But he never came. No, we weren't talking about Ed. It was just like... Uh, a random necrophiliac. Right. That, but, like, if, if the pleasure were that extreme in every person that got yeah. that kind of excitement out of it, you would as one would assume, I would assume, that the excitement would be so great he would squirt. And yeah. he never did. He never did because I don't think he was that into I still don't fully believe that he did it, but I don't know. I don't know. I think he did. I just don't think that he understood what he was doing. Yeah. I think Ed was a late bloomer, and I also think that Ed... Didn't use lube. <laughs> 
maybe not. <laughs> I also think that his guilt yeah. got the better part of him. Yeah. Because we know... Because he knew right from wrong, so he knew yeah. it was wrong. So maybe he snapped out of it in the middle of it. He could have. It could have been one of those like, things. It maybe, maybe. This is um, fucked up. I should not. Right, which is why he was kind of dubbed in the same category as somebody with like the worst sexual psychopathic like behaviors. Yeah. So, um, Sergeant Bertrand, Victor Artisan, and Henry Blot, all of who we're going to cover eventually, were also necros, and so they all shared that trait of never like never being able to be with Bangy. a live like b- with a live person yeah. and i we'll get into that on a on another day so the reason we don't know about all these bodies found at the Gein home or if he ever murdered any more people is because they just couldn't afford it. Like, it literally got down to nickels and pennies. Yeah. According to the state, it had already cost over $1,000 per day in the crime lab to do what they were already doing. So as far as anyone was concerned, they had enough to keep Gein away forever, but they didn't have enough money to continue the investigation and get into every little detail, especially... With the grave robbing shit. Yeah. So that's kind of an unfortunate piece of this story. Um, so, but the county, whatever county was requesting the assistance, they had to pay 15% of the lab's expenses. Right. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. All right. I guess that's one way to cover your costs. I guess. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, you want the information? Pay for it. Yeah. It just sucks that they couldn't. I know that they couldn't because of money, but... You just, God, I want to find out every single thing you possibly can. And there's there's no going back now. Like, oh, no, no. You know what I mean? Oh, no. The oh, roads no, are closed. Oh, no, that's done and over that, with. That, yes, it is. <laughs> that road is closed. I propose we just leave this alone. <laughs> I can't. Move to Watoma and get over it. <laughs> go to Watoma. Go to Watoma. That was where he proposed. It's where he proposed. Not in so many words. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. However, Charles Wilson from the crime lab thought that they needed to continue. So he appealed to Governor Vernon Thompson, who then put Attorney General Stuart Honick onto the Gein case until all things had been exhausted. At first, um, or as his first act, he would have Ed take another lie detector test, which will... We covered in part three, um, and this is where he was asked about his involvement with any other missing persons, if he had help, that kind of a thing. Um, but the test didn't produce any new information, and after almost eight hours of questioning, Ed said that his heart and his head hurt, so we got to go home. Jesus. And this is another part of the, you know, oh, I think my pounding pulse and my dome piece is it's creating bad information on the lie box. Yeah, and in the confession where he was saying that, you know, the, the people at the hospital are nice to me, and I am just a sick man, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. So you are here, a sick motherfucker. You are a sick fucking man. Um, on November 29th, Sheriff, uh, excuse me, on November 29th, the Sheriff of Portridge County, Herbert Wernerski, and Deputy George Cummings learned about Ed's, quote, fucking garbage trench. Yeah. Finger quotes, garbage trench. Mm-hmm. 
and um, it was about a quarter of a mile away from his house. Neighbors said he was always kind of digging out there during all days and nights, and that they thought it was just trash, but now maybe it was something more. Like, maybe, maybe, you, should may, maybe you should go fucking scurry around there for which a makes touch me, of time. Yeah, which makes me laugh. Like, if he, if people found him digging in his 195-acre property all through the times of day and night, not one person saw him dig a grave. A grave, yeah. Or put it back. Not one. But you saw him out there fucking around in a garbage hole? Yeah. On 195 acres? Yeah. But I guarantee you that fucking cemetery is no more than three? Yeah. And I'm sure that it's not fucking <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of trees. Right? Yep. I don't know. Questions. So many All the questions. So, it didn't take long for them to find the trench. It was about 40 feet long, maybe two feet deep. They hit the fucking jackpot. Mm-hmm. And it was like pulling the fucking lever on the slot uh-huh. machine and having it go all fucking clovers. Yep. So they found more bones. They found one of the skulls, a man with a gold tooth, and uh, who they thought was Ray Burgess. Yeah. They found they found the big skull, and it was much bigger than the other one, so they assumed that it was a man, yeah. and Ray Bur- or Burgess. Yeah, he Burgess. went missing in 1952. Yeah, he was one of the people that they originally thought that maybe he went missing along the same time as Travis Bunk, because I think those were the two that went missing at the same time. Yeah. But they later found a skull that belonged to a woman, and it would have been somebody ages 30 to 50. And, however, uh, later it was... Oh, no. So the skull that they thought to be a man... Yes. Later was found to be a woman's, ages 30 to 50. Right. Somebody that may have died in between 47 and 52, mm-hmm. based on the uh, the aging and the decomposition of, like, the bones and everything else. Yeah, fucking fancy forensic shit. Yeah. 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 All, all the words I don't have mouth for, because I'm a fucking redneck. Um, <laughs> they also had patches of human flesh, some chunks of clothing, and some more bones. So there was clearly some shit out. Okay, so here's my thing. Back to the speculation station. If people fucking watched him digging around in this fucking hole all the time did nobody like stop to think that yeah well he like if you saw him digging around out there did you not see a fucking body did you not see like some shit but it's probably back off the road it's not right where everybody can see so they can see him from a distance and it's probably usually got fire coming out of it because he's burning or smoke coming out of it because he's burning it they're probably like oh my god fucking ed He's always burning shit. It's just Ed being a fucking weirdo. He has nothing else to do. Probably burying his trash. He's got nothing else to do. He's the same guy that will take off fucking snow tires, put on regular ones, and then put back on the snow tires. Yeah, so I doubt There's no logic in that place. Yeah, I doubt they thought anything of it. They were like, that weird motherfucker. He doesn't have anything better to do. My neighbor's out at fucking 2 o'clock in the morning with a goddamn chainsaw cutting up firewood, even though he has like a two-year supply of it. Yeah, but he's tweaking like tweakers. No. This one? other one. Oh. My bird. The burbs. Oh. So we have we have Tweaky McGee who like will yeah. mow his lawn at three a.m. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that we done. had the fucking burbs. Yep. No, and he's like the most functional meth head I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, like maintains bills, has a job. Yeah, I know he people just, like that. It's fucking bizarre to me. Um. Anyway, back at the ranch, Sorry. people had still been flooding in to see the house of horrors, and many people were worried that someone was going to buy the house and like I don't know turn it into some kind of like museum or. Or some kind of a sideshow, oh, and it was and just it gonna like, been. yeah, it totally, yeah. fuck yeah, but it would have brought in a drove of fucking people. Like the whole town would have fucking benefited from it. Yeah, it well, would have been a course of revenue that just was like pumping money into been fucking pockets. Geenfield, it would have made so much money. Yeah, it would. which, but everybody there, rightfully so. 
Like, I don't want all these fucking people. Because everybody was like, no, no. Because no, you don't want your town known because no, and you one don't, motherfucker. Who wants all that fucking traffic in their town? Right? No, like, I we don't. live in a small town for a fucking... We already have enough fucking traffic comes through here for fucking dinosaur land, and it's goddamn annoying. If I have to explain fry sauce to one more person, I'm slapping the fuck out of them. Fry sauce it's, is gross. Oh, my God. Your mouth is gross. I know. It I is, was just going to say, right if somebody tells me they don't like fry sauce... I fucking hate fry sauce. It's the marriage of two of my least favorite fucking condiments ever. Poke me in my fucking face hole. Wow. With a pen. (laughs) With a pen. I just reached out and like, (laughs) wow. Yesterday we were drawing on titties. Today we're stabbing Oh, no. I drew a dick on her tit. Yeah. Yeah. I drew a heart because I'm nice. Oh, I do. Do you still have it? Oh, no, you washed it off. Washes. You slut. No, it's still there a little bit. There's a little, I, still yeah, a little like, bit of a dick. Little, a little I piece. scrubbed. I, I drew a dick on Ember's teat. I got a heart. You got a dick. We should, you should have turned your dick around so the dick was going into the heart. And because like, could have made it a vagina. Love. Yeah, right. And like, put some driplets into your cleavage. Oh, we could have done <sighs> so much better. I know. The pins were malfunctioning. It's Fuck. cut down on creativity. It's a. <laughs> Fuck. It's a cut down on creativity. <laughs> you guys weren't channeling Gein just we well weren't. enough. So okay. our craft time needs to be upped every week. So that we uh, if we're going to up our craft time, I'm super gluing googly eyes to her nipples. I love how I'm the fucking portrait. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to draw a little mouth on your belly, and I want you to swing your tits around and go, with googly eyes on your tits? I totally will. On your nipples? All right. Do you guys remember that old commercial where the belly buttons would be singing? Yes! Uh-huh. I'm coming no. out song. That commercial always fucked with me. I did not enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, or do you remember the ones where they put like googly eyes on the chin? Yeah, and you and got upside, upside down. down. Yeah. That's great. Nope. Good times. Nope. Sorry. All right. <clears throat> Back at the ranch. Back at the ranch. So from November 25th to December 18th would be Ed Gein would be when Ed Gein would go through a battery of tests to determine if he determine. was Wow. Determine if he was healthy enough for a trial. When it came to the physical part, Ed was super healthy besides his saggy baggy eye and a swollen gland in his clavicle area. So that whole enlarged heart thing was bullshit. Yeah, that was all made yeah, up. a normal heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was fine. Weird. Dumbass. Even his whining while being tested by a psychologist had no real backing. Sometimes he would say he was in so much pain he needed to be wheeled back to his room. Yet these only hit when it when the hard questions were asked. Yeah. So what the fuck do you think? My son does that too. Just so you know, my ten year old does the same fucking thing. So do my teenagers. I'm sick. Wait, wait till they're fucking older and you can see them. Like my kids are not good liars. That the of all the things my kids are good at, they are not good liars. And you start asking them questions they don't want to answer, and Logan's face <laughs> is what pisses me off the most because he turns into Napoleon, like Napoleon Dynamite, and he's like, "What? Oh yeah, what? huh?" You and then he starts repeating listen. everything I say. Oh, you need God. to listen to Chad Daniels, fucking Harry Panais. I'm gonna uh, play it for you. I get it's 100 so fucking mad with him when I'm like, Logan, did you do such and such? Huh? Huh? What? what? I don't even know what that is. This is a witch hunt. Did you? That's what did Chad I, Daniels talks about. I did I do? Hunt. Did I do this and this? Yeah. What? And I'm like, motherfucker, I know I didn't stutter. I'm not speaking Mandarin. Mm. I know you understood me. Answer the fucking question. Huh? Huh? I'm like, I swear to fucking God, I'll beat you to death with your own fucking arms (laughs) if I have to. Calvin will literally, he will make himself sick because he gets so much anxiety. Yeah, he gets anxiety. Mm -hmm. He gets gets himself all worked up. Then he really is sick. I'm like, dude, you're sick because you just did that to yourself. Take a minute and come back. Yes. And he's like, oh. 
I'm okay. I'm like, I fucking know. I know. I know. <laughs> you didn't get sick in 30 seconds. I am the lie box. I fucking know. Yeah, I fucking know. Anyway. The only physical change that Ed had was his weight. Oh, he became fatty two tits. He didn't even yeah. need that fucking titty vest anymore. No. <coughs> He's like, I have my own memories now. He did. It's <laughs> all that fucking apple pie and cheddar cheeses. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's no more pork and beans out of fucking skull bowls. Well, no. when you're not fucking yanking fucking bodies out of the ground like yeah, you're doing burpees. cardio and fucking, went down. Burpee and dead people. Burpee and dead people and digging fucking trenches and shit. Literally box jumping. Out of <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'll box jump, do a burpee, grab the body, toss it out, do another burpee, go back in for more. Fucking doing a ruck. Yeah. Like one dead body over each shoulder, like running to the fucking car fuck man I can't believe he just did that I totally would have fucked that up I'd be like she's got it you got this you're pretty sly with that tongue oh god sorry I'd prefer that you didn't make eye contact with me when you say things like that it's gross it's weird if I don't it's still weird Ed also went through a slew of basic psychology tests and that they found that he had a verbal IQ of 106, performance IQ of 89, and so a full scale at 99. He had better than average intelligence, but he was just a f- just functioning at an insufficient level, most likely due to how he was raised. Yeah. Maybe in a titty was... baby with his mommy till he's fucking whatever Yeah, he was age. smart. He was just held back on certain things because yeah. he didn't have social skills. Yeah. He was looked at by eight doctors of all sorts, from physicians to psychologists. In the summary of the report, it was found that he had been suffering from schizophrenia for an undetermined amount of time. We know now that usually starts presenting between ages 16 to 25 in males, and Ed was arrested when he was 51 years old. So chances are he was suffering for at least 25 years and was left totally alone after his mother died. So I'm going to say that's when it... It, it was probably presenting itself prior mm-hmm. to that, but after Augusta died, that's when it went completely fucking rogue. Well, the worst rogue, thing totally that you unchecked. can do to a schizophrenic is put them by themselves, yeah. is isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which he was already isolated before, before. but then he was, like, Complete, literally total. and completely blackout. Yeah, because he at least had crazy Augusta to talk to. Well, in a, well I mean, he had George and Henry yeah. and Augusta, mm-hmm. and then goodbye George, and then goodbye Henry, and then goodbye Augusta, and then it was just him, some pork and beans, and some vulvas. And skulls. So... And his nipple belt. Noses. Like a weird superhero. Yeah. I wonder if he had a cape. Sure he did. He could take his mammary vest and flip it around. (laughs) Just untie it so then when he runs the back and flops. (laughs) Captain Caveman! Oh my goodness. Keen would say that his actions were the result of outside forces which had chosen him as an instrument of God to carry out the plans that he had been ordained to happen. <laughs> which we know was never mentioned once in the confessions. No, well, no. I can't never. get over that fucking statement, though. Like, in what world were you supposed to hang somebody upside down? And God, and God said unto thee, well, Got that bitch. Fill dress the dead. <laughs> And wear, wear their vulvas. Amen. Amen. I don't get it. Which, uh, schizophrenics usually will blame anything that happens on some sort of outside yeah. source. However, throughout all of the confession, everything like that, it never once mentioned that he was ever told to do 
anything. No, anything. That no. only so, sprung up once he was in the hospital. Right, and that was after the lawyer was like, we're going for the insanity, insanity plea. plea. So they, like, put it in his little <coughs> pee hole. Uh-huh. But even before, when he said he heard voices, the only one he heard was Augusta. And she was telling him to be a good boy. She wasn't telling him to gut bitches. Mm-hmm. No, and he would have, like, the auditory and visual hallucinations <coughs> in the last 12 years as he, like, that's the way he reported it. Yeah. yeah. But to our knowledge, the only thing he ever really admitted to was Augusta. Saying to be a good boy. Tell and only a, a couple of times. It wasn't like years. frequently, it wasn't <laughs> daily. Yeah. So Dr. E.F. Schubert would say that the patient showed himself to be an extremely suggestible individual who, without question, was inordinate, inordinately emotionally attached to his mother. And it was from her that his very strict moralistic attitude regarding sex and drinking were obtained. It is not clear what his motives were in violation of the graves, since he seemed, since he claims now to have now to that his activity was a result of an evil spirit influencing him to engage. It seems the demons brought it on me. So was it God or was it a demon? I mean, were you we told know. to do this because it was ordained by God, or did you have fucking minions whispering in your ear? I have exercised the, the demons. demons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems probably that his activity was the result of his desire to recreate the, ex- the existence of his own mother. That the death of his mother, or that the death of his mother, he felt had the good god fuck me wow. man fuck mouth make, make words, words. <laughs> i was thinking while reading and that never works out Mm-mm. that the death of his Boo-boo, mother don't try to walk and chew gum at the oh, same no. time okay we both know that you're clever you're not that clever i'm not <laughs> i love or you graceful and you're pretty but <laughs> you're pretty <laughs> you're pretty but you can't do both so pick one <laughs> right now i'm just gonna try to read <laughs> That the death of his mother, he felt that he had a special power whereby he could raise the dead to life by an act of his willpower. And when he found out that this was not successful, his emotion, his emotional needs influenced him to attempt the recreation, recreating of his mother by using parts of bodies from other graves. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was also noted. Feed my Frankenstein. <laughs> Love. And, and it's feeding time. time. <laughs> Sorry, love that song. Me too. Fucking love it. Wayne's World Two was the first time I ever heard it. And I, I was know. Like, oh my! When God. he's out on stage mm-hmm. with the little writing crop, mm-hmm. I loved his fucking makeup. I fucking yep. love Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to see him a few years ago, and I didn't get there in time. I was sad. No. Continue with the joke. Continue. I always quote that. I love it. Proceed merrily forward. (laughs) Continue the joke. It's my favorite fucking line on Boondock Saints, and it's the most fucking random one ever. I love that movie. (laughs) You insignificant little fuck. (laughs) Well, then, I'll have a Coke. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I need to watch that today. I'm going to watch it tonight. You do. Everybody's... Everybody's Irish it's on St. Patty's Day. Right? Everyone's Irish tonight. I know. I could just listen to them talk. It would just put me to sleep. My please. favorite is the outtakes. The part that wasn't ever in the movie, but the part that you see from the up shot where they're both just wearing an ice pack, and then you get to see both of their fucking asses. <clears throat> Do I still... I'm not the rope toting right. Charlie Ron. Charlie Ron's <laughs> wannabe that got us fucking lost. Okay, Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tip her. I'll tip her. <laughs> 
I'll tip her. I'll tip her. I love it. Tell me it's fucking your fucking what? Tell me its name, bitch. Tell me its goddamn name. That's why I always. Is it dead? Is it dead? We're like 7-Eleven. We may not always be in business, but we're always open. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. It was also noted that while he may have said he knew right from wrong, he wasn't fully capable of realizing the consequence of any act. Due to this extreme suggestibility his, and his mental illness, he would agree to anything. Therefore, it was suggested that he be ruled as insane and put into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, Edgine would say that before going to the hospital, he wouldn't sleep. Yet in the hospital, he showed normal signs of sleep patterns. This could be because he wasn't alone anymore. He wasn't in a sinus own fucking head. He had or stimulation he during the shit. day. But Speculations. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's hard to say, but... Yeah. In the hospital, he checks out pretty much on everything as being. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't yeah. have an enlarged heart. He wasn't having like and no physical uh, ailments. Nope, no. He wasn't hearing voices. He had a normal sleep pattern. So some of these things, I feel as though he just made up. But when you're alone for a long time, don't you act different than when you're with people? Most of the time. Well, I if you're do. alone for twelve years and then all yeah. of a sudden you're with a bunch of people, yeah, it's gonna. Be I'm different. sure that you'd be a little and bit different. Probably- but like. You would think that it would be the other way around. Like, if you had been alone for 12 years and you had gotten into a pattern of behavior, that if you were thrown into a facility where there were other people and you weren't, like, doing things on your own accord, you would think that the pattern would go the other fucking way and that he wouldn't be able to sleep. He wasn't in his own house. He was in a different bed. Why do you think everybody gets fucking, like, sleep apnea and shit? You go and you sleep in a different fucking place for one night, nobody sleeps well. No. 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 Nobody. No. It's, it's like you... trying to sleep in the fucking hotel for that first night of Comic-Con. Nobody fucking sleeps good that first night. Unless you no. get fucking blackout drunk. <laughs> no, then... sometimes I just get really fucking high and go sit in the yeah. um, hot tub. Yeah. And then, yeah, dude, I'm going to fucking sleep. Yeah. But he hasn't been, He has his brain hasn't been stimulated for 12 years by other people. And now all of a sudden his brain is being stimulated constantly. So he's probably emotionally exhausted. Maybe. And that's why he's sleeping. I don't know. That's just my... Who knows? My thoughts. From a report on December 9th of 1957, Dr. Schubert said that Gein was... That Gein knew about his surroundings but didn't have a concept of time. Without being told every day or having a newspaper or calendar, he lost track of days. He knew it was December, but that's about it. He seemed agitated during this interview and he constantly plays blame on other people. Something that he did often, but when... No. Something that he did often, but but then would also take responsibility. Everything depended on his mood of that day. During this interview, he talks about how none, none of this would have ever happened if his neighbors were nicer or if they didn't just use him. That they only showed up when they needed to borrow something or needed help and often... They never paid him, even though they said they would. One neighbor rented the land for $10 a year, but only paid the first year, and then never paid for any of the other years. That no one appreciated what he did for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair statement, but I don't think that makes that's, up for... That's not a good enough reason to go no. carve up fucking bitches and No, I don't them. think that's why no. you should fucking dig people up and fucking take their vulvas. That's right. the point where you confront them and be like, if you're going to rent this land, give me the money. Or, right. or I'm going to wear your mom. I'm not going to... Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna wear your mom, bitch. Bitch, don't make me wear you. Here's the options. You owe me like $30 or I put your mom's pussy on my cock. Yeah. And then when they didn't pay, then it was another. Who's the bitch now? now. Exactly. It's like, I am. I am. <laughs> I'm the bitch. I have the 
pussy. <laughs> Look at my pretty pussy. It's silver. It's so pretty. Oh, so pretty. So shiny and chrome. And hairy. Yeah. Oh, no. So hairy. I can't get the hair part out of my head now. The fucking hairy piece? It was so much better when I just imagined them bald. Yeah, like a well. normal fucking person has them. So how he felt about Bernice had also changed a lot. And when he was going through, even at the hospital, he wouldn't ever say that he did anything. Like, he doesn't remember shooting, but he doesn't know who else could have done it, so it was probably him. He doesn't remember what was truth, what was told to him, blah, 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 blah. So, <clears throat> one second he would say she was a disreputable woman who was known to have a bad reputation, or it would change, and that she was very nice and can't understand why she was killed. And he did this all the time. Sometimes he was indifferent to her death, like, man, she was kind of a whore, so it doesn't really fucking matter. And then She didn't time- live up to mother's <clears throat> standards. Yeah, and then other times he would cry about it because she was nice and she actually talked to him every once in a while. So there's that. And like we've always talked about, probably through each episode, is he never, ever talked bad about his mom, no matter what. She's perfect in every way. The world did not deserve her. No. No, we fucking didn't. We would have been a better place without Augusta Gein. And she should have swallowed, and we wouldn't have had Ed. Well, she wouldn't have to swallow anything. She didn't touch the dick. She, she should didn't. have just kept the dick out. Don't take the dick, Augusta. No, maybe she should have, and on the mm. fucking regular. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe she would have gotta fuck out. Okay, women are crazy because you gotta fuck it out of us. Yeah. And you gotta do it right. Yeah, if <laughs> you, you can't do it wrong, you'll make us more crazy. If you yeah, can't just wrong. get in there and get your own rocks off. Like, you have to dust, like, beat the dust off that pussy mm-hmm. and leave us mentally retarded. Hearted. Yeah. And then when you walk away and we're drooling on ourselves and we can't fucking walk, yeah. then you come back go, and give it to us some again, more. Like one more time and I think we're good. So the one bad thing is that without any family or friends, nobody could really back up anything Gein says. Hmm. Basically, all that we know is from what he decided to tell us. Mm-hmm. There's no way to be like, no, that's some bullshit. So when they asked him why he only targeted women, he would say that he read that their heads were more valuable because of their long hair. Yet he wasn't ever gonna like fucking never sell them. No, he wore them. Why the they fuck? They were valuable to him because then he could keep them on better. Yeah, but he was trying to say that. Yeah, I only killed the women because their long hair is more valuable. No, he was trying to like excuse it. Yeah, yeah, excuse it because in his little fucked up books they said. Yeah, maybe, but he was never gonna put that. It's not like he was gonna fucking take them to the swap no. meet or no. the farmers market. And there was no eBay. There was no Amazon. Right. He was taking them home and being like, and today my name. There's Wilhelmina. Uh, Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina game. Today I'm Edwina. Edwina. Yeah. Anywho. I feel bad for anybody that was named either of those names. Augusta, Wilhelmina, Edwina. Oh, this goes back to an episode before I was on, but I was yelling it as I was listening to you guys. My grandma's name was Glenda. I was like, oh, ah! God. And I was laughing really hard. She's like, what the fuck is that name? She fucking hated it. She told me if I named anybody after her, she would haunt me. Don't carry this name on. I'm like, her My name. grandma's name was Norma, and she hated it. She always went by K. But I always loved the name Norma, and I don't know why. My other grandma was That's Noreen. That's what John, my... My brother-in-law named his cat Norma Jean. Mm-hmm. Do you know where it's from? Is it from the band? 
Cat's Eye. Uh, the little girl mm-hmm. had the Cabbage Patch doll, mm-hmm. Norma Jean, I think. Uh, I don't know. I know. That. John's weird. He's the one that named her. <laughs> Anyways. Back at the ranch. Another weird thing is that when he was in the hospital, he always talked about money. His neighbors owed him money. There was money. If I would have had more, blah, 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 blah. But there was never, ever... He didn't even know how much money was in his fucking house when they were pulling out money. He's like, I don't even know. I don't. There's money in my house? Yeah. It was, he was almost shocked. Like, holy fuck, there's, there's money? But they owe me so much money. But he's like, oh, there was $500 in a fucking Maxwell coffee house. It's under your gum, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the wrong can for your gum that day. Yeah, exactly. And there was that whole God talk while in the hospital, which he never fucking once mentioned anywhere in confessions. So it's just, it's another thing where his story changes. It's Did- fucking convenient that it happens now. Exactly. Yeah. Did they ever find any Bibles or anything amongst his books? Or was- I'm sure they did. I wonder if they were in Augusta's side of the house or in his hoarder of paradise. Probably. We don't even know everything that was pulled out of that house. Oh, I bet they got so sick of it. And they're like, I wish Fuck the house it. still stood. Me too. So on December 18th, Gein was brought before a board of specialists to determine his diagnosis. And it was determined by the staff that he had schizophrenic reaction of the chronic indifferentiated type. Quote, because his judgment is so influenced by his envelopment in a world of fantasy, he is not considered to know the difference between right and wrong. His concept of the nature of his acts is markedly influenced by the existence of the delusional material concerned with the idea that the outside forces are responsible for what occurred. Because of his extreme suggestibility, he is not completely or fully capable of acting on his own behalf or in the Constitution with his attorney. This man, in the opinion of the staff, is legally insane and not contempt to stand trial now. Although Mr. Gein might voice knowing the difference between right and wrong, his ability to make such judgment would always be influenced by the existence of mental illness. He would not be capable of fully realizing the conscience of any act because he would not be a free agent to determine either the nature or the consequence of his acts which resulted from disturbed and abnormal thinking. Because of these findings, I must recommend his commitment to Central State Hospital as insane. What brain did you get? Abby. 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 Abby normal? Abby normal. He got the manipulator brain. I got nobody. And nobody. We already did (laughs) that. We did that while you were out last time. We've already been through this. I'm sorry. I I love you, Frankenstein, so much. I can't with that. You take the blonde, I'll take the one in the toy. I I still, like, every time I watch that movie, I giggle so fucking hard. Me too. And my little sister Erin was, like, two. We used to watch it all the time. And she is probably inappropriate for a two-year-old, but that's how we roll. Mm-hmm. And she would come out and she'd be like, she'd roll, be on the floor and she'd be like, roll, 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 and say, hey. Like, My favorite, <laughs> when he's like, if you don't know my fashion sense, putting on the Ritz. I love that movie. But in the scene where they said, you take the blonde and I'll take the one on the toy bin. They said that they had to do that scene like 12 times. And even in the movie, you can watch where they still break character. Oh, I would because they my can't, shit. They couldn't keep it together. That was so great. Frau Bruch. It's Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. <laughs> It's pronounced Igor. Oh, I said it was Igor. Well, they were wrong that night. night. (laughs) It's Igor. Walk this way. No, no, it was this way. Was it your hump on the other side? What hump? hump? (laughs) 
God, I love us. I okay, go. Okay, when it came to schizophrenia, they thought that he had the classic split. <laughs> In his head, his mother was perfect, but all the hate he felt for her deep down was projected onto other women. After the tests were completed and he was supposed to go back to jail on December 23rd, which Archer... Arthur... Archer! Archer Sheely was, please, just fuck no. I don't want him back under the jail. Come on. I don't want him under my house. I just want to have fucking Christmas, dude. He's like, I, I don't want... I don't want this. It's the fucking holidays. I just want to play Santa Claus. I want to get stooped and have some fucking brandy and some eggnog. <laughs> clean up the goddamn wrapping paper. Maybe get my cock sucked and go back to fucking bed. I don't but want it. no! So he's like, can you just... Can you do me a solid? <laughs> can you just fucking keep him? Keep him? Can you jump on that grenade for me? And the hospital's like, fucking sure. But we before, I gotta get a thing from the judge saying that we can do that. So the judge was like, fuck yeah, you can keep him. We don't want him back. Where the fuck do I sign? Uh, fucking, where, where do you need my Herbie? Right? My Herbie Hancock. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> If he... I don't think that's right. I don't think it. Who's John. John. Everybody knows it's Herbie, Herbie. Hancock. <laughs> what is that on? I know it. Tommy, Tommy Boy. Boy. Oh, duh. I'm a like, D why am I... Plus... I still to my this world. fucking day when he like opens the door and it falls off. What'd you, you do? do? <laughs> That's my kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the judge was like, oh, I'll take this staying over Christmas and I'll raise you and you can keep him for an infinite period until you decide he can finally stand trial. Like, we don't want to see his fucking face probably ever again. Just keep him. You're good. And then one day, if you decide he can stand trial, then we'll talk. But until then, get the fuck out. Do you think the hospital workers were like, yes, let's keep him? I'm sure. I want to know. I think there's a lot of things that take place in mental, like, institutions still to this day Mm -hmm. that people will never be able to wrap their fucking brains around. Oh, yeah. Um, From molestation to abuse to whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So, continue. So, the news that he was deemed insane by the doctors sent people over the fucking edge. Like, people were irate and ready to fucking riot in the goddamn streets. They knew him, and they knew he wasn't insane. People from across the fucking county were like, no, no, no. I know that man. He's not fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. But based on the things that came out of the hospital, he was. So here we are. Sure, he was fucked up, but not insane. And not enough to be excused from his crimes, but that's where the hospital was like, Mm -hmm. no, he's fucking bananas. He's fucking peanut butter sandwiches. He's out, you know. Saying he was just sly enough to fool his, like, so-called experts wasn't flying with the town folk. They were like, nah, he's not that fucking clever. So, not only did he escape punishment for his crimes, but his stupid story made it into story of the year in the press. Of course it did. And that was something that just, like, burned the fucking town folk to their goddamn core. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would you take this guy that raved grobs, wore raved fucking... Grubs? Raved grobs? Raved grobs? What wow. did I say? I said raved grobs. <laughs> that was I love awesome. it. I do it all the time. <laughs> you Rob are so raves. into that. <laughs> you raved grobs, you motherfucker. <laughs> you rave grabber. <laughs> you rave grabbing son of a bitch. You rave grabber. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> I get merds wixed up. Rave <laughs> grabber. That almost sounds like a turkey at a rave. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 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 He's got a little he rape whistle. He wouldn't even okay. need it. 
just like just fucking getting high as shit, rubbing vakes up. Va- wow, vakes on his chest. Mm-hmm. All right, the rave grommer. <laughs> Jesus Christ, sorry. So the citizens were like, "This grave robbing motherfucker made story of the year." But why? 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 Right. And so it burned them like deep down inside. They were not fucking okay with these things. So Monday, January 6th, would be the sanity hearing. And the courtroom was packed. Like, so go, fucking, could you imagine? Could you? Could you? All could you? fucking 18 people were in there. <laughs> All fucking 248 and there was only surviving citizens after the fucking deer hunt were packed <laughs> in this fucking courtroom. It was mostly a plain, women. A Plainville. 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 She's, it's either Plainsfield or Plainville. Like, you guys got to choose one or the other because we're changing it now. Mm-hmm. Keensville. Keensville. Keenfield. Keenfield. That's what it's called. Gyne. Gyne. Gynefield. Gynefield. Gynville. Can we just call it Gyna? Shorten it. Name's Gyna. <laughs> Name's Gyna. Oh, my God. Gina? Gina. No. Gyna. Gyna. Put a little rouge on your cheeks. Tuck it back a little bit. Be an easy transition for me. <laughs> We're just movie quoting the fuck out of this one today. All right. Jesus. All right. Um, so everybody's like packed into there. Now, everybody was shocked at Fatty Two Tits because he looked nothing like when he was arrested. <laughs> he did. So he fucking packed on like 35-ish pounds. Oh, I think it was more than that. You look at the pictures and you're like, he's what's like, what up, the Fatty? Fuck. <laughs> you're, you're good for a roasted. <laughs> so right? That fat yeah. ass should have came and pl- yeah. fucking, like, pumped, fucking him. pumped him. Or been like, somebody should have walked up and given him like a nub rub <laughs> yeah, on his a little teeth. titty flick. Like a, a little, like, oh, where's your training bra, Ed? I see you don't have to wear a vest anymore. You got your fucking no. <laughs> Do you have a Gustas bra? No more Rosier? saggy baggy eye. You got saggy baggy tits. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got a few more chins since I saw you last, Eddie. <laughs> oh, look at your chins. <laughs> look at them. I propose you go on a diet. <laughs> I propose you lay off the apple pie fucking and cheese. Apple pie, fucking pumpkin pie tits. Apple pie. <laughs> One's apple pie and one. Apple, apple pie. Yeah, delicious apple pie. <laughs> cheddar with cheddar. <laughs> okay. Good apple. All right. The ruling would be held by McNaughton rule, meaning a medical diagnosis isn't enough to prevent one from standing trial. They needed to prove that he is incapable of conferring with counsel and assisting in his own defense. And they don't know right from wrong, which therein lies the issue. Dr. Schubert would take this... Every time I see that, it reminds me of Scooby-Doo because his real name is Scoobert Dubert. <laughs> I always think of that one joke. Some ice cream sherbet. Some sort of Sesame Street. Bert and Ernie. Sherbert. Bert, oh. oh, my God. Oh. Do you want some ice cream? Sherbert. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I don't remember know that this episode. Don't. Shit. I got Why it. Why are we so fucking Sherbert. Sherbert. I know. I'm staring at her like, I don't. No, it took me a second to remember is. that. And episode. that was not funny because I had to explain it. I had to explain it's it to you. It's funny your when you gotta ass. fucking explain it, you dumb cunts. <laughs> so, anyway, Dr. Short. God damn it. Schubert. Schubert would take the, would, he would take the stand and, um, he would be the first one in line. Attorney General Honick would try to put doubts into the doctor's diagnosis and like basically try to instill 
things of gain like signs of destructiveness, disturbance, shock, confusion, um, and take things from the report that there really isn't. He was normal. There's nothing. Like, day, like they were trying to trying to uh, fuse in a different person, and right. it wasn't there. Like the the proof was not in the pudding. Yeah. So he's <laughs> like, Honnick was like, listen, doctor. From everything that you found, from all the confessions, from everything like that, there's nothing pointing that he is this disturbed person that you're saying he is. No, Explain because, yourself. yeah, because to which the doctor agreed, but said that just because he can function normally for a while doesn't mean that he's sane and that his charges of recovery were minimal. So he his was chances. still... Did I say charges? Yeah. To which the doctor agreed, but said that just because he can have normal function for a while doesn't mean that he's sane and his changes of recovery were minimal. Another psychiatrist, Mr. Milton Miller, that's a mouthful. Wow. Agree- Milton Miller. Milton, Mr. Mi- Mr. Milton, Mr. Milton Miller. Miller. Agreed with Schubert saying that um, he may know that things are labeled. Okay, so he would know that things were labeled right and wrong, but he doesn't understand it like a normal person would. The third doctor, Dr. Edward M. Burns. Oh my God, Ed Burns. Mr. Burns. Oh. Excellent. Um, would agree that he was ill, but he was able to take counsel and therefore was mentally sane, but legally, like he was, he was mentally, mentally insane, but legally sane. Yeah. Sorry, I was getting it backwards. You're good. So no, the, you're fine. No, no, it's good. No, you're, you're good. good. No, you're good. So the decision was based on Judge Bundy, and he ruled that Gein was insane, and he would stay in the hospital forever or until he could stand trial, which wouldn't happen for like... What was it, like... Ten years. Another fucking decade? Yeah. So, in the hospital, he would do small jobs, <clears throat> which I'm would help... i sure he would. <laughs> which... <laughs> Sorry. You want me to oil that? <laughs> <laughs> You're looking a little dry there. In the hospital, he would do small jobs, which would help him earn money to buy things like gum and candy. He would spend his free time reading, watching TV, listening to the radio, or go for walks. Just no contact with the outside world. You can see how Plainfield was upset by this, they were all kind of expecting something, I guess, more harsh for him. Not just some willy-fucking-nilly... He carved a woman out and he's getting treated better now than what he was when he was living at his own house. Right. So he's basically on a fucking paid vacation to what... Where we cook for you. Yeah, it was literally like a resort stay for Eddie. He upgraded. All you gotta do is carve a bitch out and pretend you're Yeah, all you gotta do is fucking pull hairy pieces out of bitches, collect a few noses. And then manipulate the shit out of everybody in the process. Yeah, With your answers. right, yes. Uh Oh, I suppose. Oh, I suppose. And they were all... They were comforted somewhat by the fact that he was one day gonna stand trial but it was like tossing a band-aid on a severed arm at this point because they want like justice fucking now yeah and especially people that like the adams you know what i mean like if it had been my fucking mom i'd have been like now Mm -hmm. now i i fuck it eye for an eye give me his eye and i'll be happy not the saggy one either the full functioning motherfucker all right you know what just give me a v out of his crotch i'll take that with me i don't know what i'm gonna do with it but i'm gonna mount it and not in the fun way. Wow! I meant put like it over the fireplace. Yeah, I meant like <laughs> like a deer head over you're the fireplace. I'm not gonna like. You're not gonna make one of those saddle dicks, like the dildo thingies. You know what I'm talking about? The suction sit on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I couldn't. I couldn't. 
They make saddles with yes, things. Yeah, on. I saw it at the dirty store one day, and I was like, "Oh my god, don't go over there!" It's a step up and from it was using the suction cup one that you gotta like stick on the yeah. shower or something. I'm so fucking out of the loop. I oh, saw this going like to a sex store. No, I yeah. recently I went to the sex like store, and I fucking ago. I had a little kid meltdown because there what were is like. That? <laughs> Well, they so we went in there for lubricants and a vibrator because my little silver bullet died. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go get... I know. I'm going to go get a new one. I need new stuff. And Dr. John's, they're open 24 hours a day out in Salt Lake. That sounds right on stake. Dr. John's? 24 right hours Street. a day, though. You went into that one, yeah. I think, after Lamb of God? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right on State Street, dude. But they had, like, a full, like, silicone... Uh, just like the torso, so it was the 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 teats, the butt, and the pussy, the pussy, the pussy, and um, you can touch it. Like uh-huh. there's like a little touchy hole, and I was like, <laughs> and I stuck my finger in there. It's very lifelike. Is it really? It really is. It really is. Yeah. But I, like, I had a very hard time keeping my shit together while I was in there. Um, To make it worse, Ed's house was going up for auction on March 30th of 1958, which pissed people off even more. They, one, didn't want it to become that, like, weird museum or, like, a weird church. And even the churches were upset because that was on Palm Sunday, which is like spitting in God's face. The auction was supposed to be split into two or like done all together. One would be the buildings, the house, the barn, the granary, chicken coop, corn crib, and the machine shed, uh, along with 40 acres. And the other would be the remaining 155 acres. So it would have been like all or nothing. Yeah. Or, well, not all or nothing, but like all or like yeah. halvesies. Yeah. Plus, there were valuables like vehicles and a few other things that would help pay off any claims against Gein. But at this point, he was being sued by Floyd Adams and Frank Warden. However, before the auction could actually take place, Ed's house mysteriously went up in flames. That makes me so sad. I want to see the fucking house. Don't burn it. By the time the fire department got there, there wasn't any left, anything left to do but watch it all burn. For weeks, people had been talking about how they wanted to do something to the house. So it didn't end up in the wrong hands. Now, did somebody set it aflame? Of Was course. this arson? It kind of feels that way. Was it bad electrical? Because keep in mind, there wasn't. They didn't have. They didn't have electrical, and they didn't even have indoor plumbing. So there wasn't a storm. Did you already say that? Mm-mm. Probably there was no storm. So somebody who just went and set like fucking fire to it. Right. When they found out, he was just like, just as well. He, what the fuck am I going to do with it? Right. And he like he, no, he like went on with his day. So it was basically like almost like he knew that he was being almost like a punishment. Well, just as well. Yeah. Following that, they did sell off the rest of the things that they could. Walter Gala got a lot of the farming equipment. Chet Scales took the 1940 pickup truck along with other miscellaneous things like lumber, wheels. Um, Emden Sheely bought 155 acres for $3,833 to plant over 60,000 trees to do like a reforestation of everything. That's insane. Four grand for all of that acreage. Acres. Yeah, dude. Think yeah. about what that would cost you now. You can get like an acre for that now, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the cost of shit. Well, but... I guess it would be. It would depend on where you're getting it. Yeah, what kind of land it is and shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, the only drama that happened was when the sideshow exhibitor Bunny Gibbons. I wish my name was Bunny. Bought the 1949 Maroon Ford sedan. And put some wax dummies in as Ed and Bernice. Macron? In seat. <laughs> Macron? 
And he charged 25 cents to let people see the death car. I wonder where Bernice was. Did they put Bernice in the back or did they put her put in, her in the, the seat next to him? Like they were just passenger. That's so fucking, fucking disrespectful. They put Ed in the driver's seat and Bernice was in the passenger seat in the front. Hmm. Can you even... Im- <clears throat> could, could you? you? Mm-hmm. How upsetting that would be as like her husband or her mm-hmm. children. Yeah. But we would all go see it, so... I'd have paid to go see it. Not if it was my mom. Not if it was your mom, but if you're from far away, like all the people that came in from out of town to see it. Not that it's not disrespectful, because it totally is, but clearly we would be there. We would be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go see Ed's car. Maybe not for the wax dummies, but Mm -hmm. well, I want to see the car. But anyway, they charge 25 cents to let people see the car. After a ton of people freaking out about Gibbon, uh, freaking out about it, Gibbons had to take the sideshow down south where people wouldn't be so touchy. Mm-hmm. Like, fine if you guys are so fucking touchy about. If you don't want to be so goddamn sensitive. God, but I get it. Well, yeah, that was the end of Ed for a while. Of course, when kids were acting out, parents would tell them to behave, or Ed would come and get them. He was, in fact, the boogeyman. Also, in 1960s, 1960s, when Alfred Hitchcock's movie Psycho came out is what launched Ed into pop culture and the birth of many of our horror films we have today. Ed, of course, had no idea about this since he was cut off from society. However, he occasionally got fan mail from women, mostly wanting locks of his hair. Yeah, because that's not weird. Not at all. No, and on the... People are fucking weird when it comes to, like, fan. Like, I can be interested in a case, but I'm not going to mail one of them and be like, give me locks of your hair. Yeah. Right? I don't fucking want your hair or anything that has to do with you. But on the... The psycho thing, there was a guy who read the story about it. Yeah, and that's what... And then he just turned it all in, but it was really fucking fast after, right after it happened. Yeah, basically. well, I mean, he was caught in 57. Yeah, and in And the movie came out in 60. So, so it was like immediately he turned mm-hmm. around and made it. In May of 1960, while plating, plating, planting... Yeah. Trees on the land, they they found a pile of ribs, legs, arms, and pelvis after dogs were digging in a spot where the barn once stood. Nice. All of it was sent to be added to the rest of the collection, the bone collection. In December of 1962, five years after Gein was caught, they decided to bury the remains that they had in a, that they had held in a cemetery plot. It should be noted the whole time that he was in the hospital, he never re- he was never required to be subdued or have meds to control his crazy. You're schizophrenic, so, but you don't need medication yeah. at all. How fuck? does that work? Mm-hmm. Manipulation. He did still stare at women a little too long like normal. They didn't trust him to be released for fear he would, re- he would revert. But they said if all of his patients were like him, they would never have issues. He was the model, model patient. Because he was a pleaser. as a people pleaser. You're schizophrenic, but you don't need medication. We never once have to subdue you. We can give you all this responsibility. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You just kind of gaze at the nurses a little too long. That's I think it. That, I, I think that with the proper supervision, I think Eddie would have been okay. Mm-hmm. I he think he would have been own. okay. Yeah, it was that all but by I yourself. Think that I, all by yourself. <laughs> Gonna carve up some bitches all by <laughs> I think that his his unnatural relationship with Augusta compounded with his isolation is what drove him to do some bizarre oh, yeah. fucking shit. I think had he been with a more normalized family and given the opportunity to fucking socialize differently, yeah. Oh yeah, he, he would have been, been fine. fine. Well, even at that with being 
used to being with Augusta all the time because they didn't leave each other's side hardly at no, all. No, no, so they did not. So being with somebody for fifty whatever I can't, I can't ever remember what, how old he was when she died. But she was sixty-seven. So oh, so he, he was not fifty. He wasn't fifty quite <laughs> yet. He was like forties, late thirties. So whatever. to be with somebody for that long and then have them leave, you're gonna fucking go crazy. He's like thirty-nine or something. Yeah, like I was thinking yeah. thirty-eight. Yeah, I just forget and try to make. He was fifty-one numbers. when he was caught. Yeah. So years That's where 50 alone. came from. I just I'll make it. up a bunch of numbers. Okay. Anyway. Okay. In January of 1968, he was deemed competent to stand trial, but would still be, but it would still be split into two: one to see if he was guilty of murder, and a second to see if he was insane during the murder. So the whole thing would start in November of 1968. Everyone from the beginning was there except for Sheriff Arthur Sheely. At 43 years old, he died of a massive heart attack in March, just months after knowing the trial would begin and a few months before it would start. Many would say the stress of opening those 10-year-old wounds were too much. Fucking 43 is quite young Very to be young. having a massive heart attack and killing over. Yeah. yeah. He dropped dead in front of his whole family at like a barbecue. Oh, that's that's fucking awful. Mm -hmm. That's like, dude, I don't like to hear about like when people actually pass away. Like it's different if you're in a hospital and you're surrounded by your loved ones. But like knowing how my father-in-law was found or your father or Mm -hmm. like that kind of shit just burns me to my very core. My mother-in-law, my father-in-law had a, uh, his heart basically exploded inside of his chest in his sleep. And she said that she knew he was dead when she woke up. And his CPAP wasn't um, registering, like having it, the, yeah, like the breath. The, yeah. Because she could hear him breathing at night when she went to sleep and she woke up and she reached, like she woke up and the CPAP wasn't registering anymore. It was just like, mm-hmm. and you couldn't heal it, like hear him um, exhaling anymore. And she reached over and touched him and he was already rigid oh and cold. Oh my God. Like sleeping next to her. In the fucking room I sleep in. Oh my God. Yeah. Grandpa Jim died in my bedroom. Yeah. I knew he died in the house, but I didn't know in when and where yeah. or anything. And I knew it was his heart, but I didn't know it was in the bedroom during night yeah they went to bed that night he had uh he was on a medicine for something that um uh caused abnormal weight like gain like water Mm -hmm. retention weight gain and caused his heart to enlarge Mm -hmm. and it basically exploded in his chest in the middle of the night wow Mm -hmm. at least he died in his sleep no shit no shit if you're gonna go go like Like that's the way to go yeah. He was found guilty of first-degree murder, but insane at the time of murder. So he was convicted and acquitted in the same breath and sentenced to spend the rest of his days at the hospital or until he was cured for enough freedom. Cured enough for freedom, sorry. Uh-huh. Because you can cure schizophrenia. Yeah. Okay. Didn't you know? Especially well, you, without medication. I mean, if you can pray the gay away. When Ed talked with the press, he said... He was glad it was over. If he was ever released, he wouldn't go back to Plainfield, and others in hospitals were worse. Than, others in the hospital were worse than him. At least he had his health. At least I got my health. You fucker. Everybody else in this hospital's fucking nuts, but I got my health. I'm good. Yeah. At least I got that. Who else strung somebody up and gutted her? I don't know. Who else has bones just laying all over their fucking land? I don't know. Come, Not- Mr. Tallyman, tally, tally my banana. banana. Daylight, come oh, and me bury my bones. <laughs> Whoa. I just got Beetlejuice all up in my head. Yeah. We watched that twice on Halloween. Highly deadly. Black tarantula. <laughs> Daylight, come and me want to go home. Okay, sorry. 
six, I, seven, seven, eight, eight foot bunch. He was so healthy, in fact, that in 1974, he filed to be released. Lord have mercy, he was cured. Oh, my God. I, I just... He was doing bigger jobs at the hospital, and he felt he was a prisoner there now. Even oh, though I'm so sorry. You fucking murdered a few people, and you dug you, up a bunch of graves. Oh, you should not you be feel felt. like a prisoner? Yeah. yeah, you should not feel like a prisoner. Let's talk about the people that are now prisoners inside their own fucking head, wondering whether or not their fucking loved one is in was, bits and pieces, bits and pieces, under the fucking ground, because, uh, you know, we just don't have the time and the money and the effort to... And the uh, fucks to give. To... Uh, yeah, dig that up and those. double check because <coughs> the first two graves that we dug up there wasn't a whole lot in there so we're just going to assume everyone else in this cemetery is okay I know yeah uh-uh. do you ever wonder, no sir yeah see people are like I wonder if one of those masks is my mom oh I guarantee it oh god and what I don't get is that he said how much he loved the hospital when people would ask him. I love it so much. Yeah. But now it's 1974, and I feel like a fucking prisoner here. So Yeah, it's been over 10 years. I'm done. I'm over it. So I'm healthy. So change my scenery, please. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's he's healthy enough to be free. He was a bit bitter, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, like the way he, he got all cunty. Yeah, when he would start, like, telling the doctors. Um, if you stir up the past, you might get burned up in your own fire. Yeah, you're definitely still fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Threatening the fucking staff. I'm keeping that though, because mm-hmm. that's actually quite profound. It is. Keep, yeah, stir dude. Up the past. Stir up the past. You might get burned by your own fire. That's so much better than my toilet plunger. Line. Well, I don't know, because every bitch is a plumber. Mm-hmm. Like to bring mm-hmm. up old shit. Yeah, okay. just carry fucking plungers around. I don't know when it suits me. I do. Well, yeah. I'm an asshole that way. Everybody does it. It's not just women. I've no. There's everybody so many does. men that I've heard fucking digging up pl- past. That's why they're better at plumbing than we are. He would say that uh, psychiatrists and everything. They're they're the reason to blame. Of course they they're are. They're what's wrong. And they always want to talk about the past. They never want to talk about the future. Mm-hmm. Just the past. Luckily, his request was denied. He ho- he did, however, transfer to another institution in 1978, to the Mendota Mental Health Institute in Madison. Lower security, etc. And after a year, a year after he was there, a 68-year-old lady was found dead in Milwaukee. Helen Lowe's was found with her eyes gouged out and slits to her face to peel skin from her skull. But that was found to be done by <laughs> Purvis Smith. Purvis. Who the fucking, who I names don't. their child Purvis? I don't Wisconsin know. Wisconsin people. Wisconsin. Please. Fuck is wrong let's, with you, Cheddarheads? <laughs> Purvis, cheeseheads, let's lay off how the you, Purvis. How, how do you say that, like in real life, when you're trying? Listen here, Purvis. <laughs> Purvis Smith, get down here and eat your dinner. <laughs> He's got a fucked up middle name too. You Purvis. just know it. Oh, Purvis Touchy, for sure. <laughs> Touchel. Purvis Touchel Smith. God. So Purvis Smith was a, like a super fan. And he learned about Ed. Didn't they learn? They, okay, sorry. I got excited. He learned everything about face masks and such from his friend, friend Ed Gein, mm. that he made friends with while they were in Central Hospital in 1974. Oh, uh-huh. fucking go figure. So, so Eddie was telling all his little secrets to all his little psychopaths. Purvis Touchel Smith. Touchel. <laughs> craft time got interesting in 
in the loony bin. Yeah. Oh my god! When he's like, "Here's this what you gotta you, do." You gotta split the face right here. You wanna make slits just so. Here, here's, you here's, and here. Get your Dodge oil. Yeah. Get your oil ready. Oh my god, that reminds me of that scene out of Trick or Treat when he's like, "But you have to help me with the, the eyes." eyes. Yeah. No. Oh god, the I, Daddy. <laughs> no. I'm no. done with trick or treating. No. <laughs> Ed was 78 when he died on July 26, 1984, due to respiratory failure while he was suffering from lung cancer. What Probably from all, from, from all the burning. fucking burning. I know. Burning people gives you lung cancer. Don't burn the peoples. I'm kind of hoping that's how all the Nazis died. Yeah. Lung cancer from burning the peoples. Yeah. Fuckers. Like, that would be the long arm of karma. Mm-hmm. I hope they suffered. Anyways. He, he was buried right next to his mom at the Plainfield Cemetery, and it naturally became a national attraction. People would come and chip off his gra- gravestone to take home as their own trophy. However, after most moth- of it... Most of it was stolen in 2000 and then recovered in 2001. It was placed at a museum in Washura County. I think people started to... um, With all the fucking violating of their gravestone and writing on it and... But Augusta's is still there, isn't it? Nobody gives a fuck about Augusta. Or the rest of the fucking Gein family. It was only Ed's. So, uh, Mr. Geeny in culture, deranged in 1974. That was based off of Gein. The Light of the Mood in 2000. I haven't heard of either one of these. I think maybe deranged I have, but Light of the Mood. There's another movie called Ed Gein, The Butcher Plainsfield that came out in 2007. Silence of the Lambs, of course. Right. Which is my fucking favorite. I still love what that is movie. the what is the little fucker that jacks off into his hand and then flips it onto her face on Science of the Lamps? Yeah. What's his name? I want to say Purvis all of a sudden. That's <laughs> all I got. I don't feel make something. Anyway, but there's also music. Yeah, well, we also have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That came after Ed Gein with the Leatherface. Wasn't that yep. the second one that came out? No, the very first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, I, I meant the, like, Psycho was the first movie. Yeah. It was in Texas Chainsaw the second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Psycho, like we all talked about, all of that came from Mr. Ed Gein. And then we have the song released in 1990 called Dead Skin Mask from Slayer. And that's a Geinism. <laughs> and it was from the album Seasons in the Abyss. So if you ever want to look it up, Seasons in the Abyss, Slayer, 1990, Dead Skin Mask. Great fucking song. Then 1992 album Rusty Never Sleeps by the Ziggins mm-hmm. is an Ed Gein song. And in 2001, Nothing to Gein from Mudvayne's mm-hmm. uh, LD50 album. I love that. And I the first time I heard it, I watched it on YouTube with the with uh-huh. the words, so I knew what they were saying. So they've got... They fucking know their shit. Yeah, and they, then there was that one. They actually have... I found quite a few more that I actually went and listened to. So there's also one by the band Blind. Blind Melon, and if you're not familiar with Blind Melon, they did the song No Rain, mm-hmm. but they also made a, a, a song called Skinned. Yeah, that's right. And they did an Ed Gein song. However, I also found some other ones. So there's a uh, there's a band called the Fibro Fibronacus, and they've got a song that came out in 1990 or 1987 called Old Ed, Old Mean Ed Gein. Nice. And oh. there's another one by the Church of Misery that came out in 1998 called Plainfield. And then there's another band that did a song in 1992. They're called the Swamp Zombies. And it's the ballad of Ed Gein. Nice. So I actually found, like... 
all of those. Uh, quite a few songs that people did. Um, they were really fucking into Mr. Geeny Weeny. Right. So that brings us to the uh, end of Mr. Gein. Patron. Pate. Rin Saint of Splatter and the Godfather of Gore. We really have him and the, his story to thank for all of our fucking horror shit. Yeah. For real. We wouldn't have as cool as horror fucking movies as we do now. I think that's where stemmed off of. I, I swear that's where gore horrors came from. Oh, I guarantee it. It has to be. Like, because even go back and watch like House of a Thousand Corpses mm-hmm. or even Devil's Rejects mm-hmm. where they're, he fucking literally cuts the fucking face off the husband takes it off and puts it on and like chases yep. that bitch around in uh Devil's Rejects that is an yeah. Ed Gein. Oh yeah. For le- well yeah, and it, math math legit. And it's because a <laughs> psycho is what sparked like Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. and then because of when Psycho started that kind of paved the way for all of the other great movies Friday the 13th and everything mm-hmm. like that. Not to say that it may it may or may not have happened before or without the help of the Gein story, but I'm not sure. Because he was very, very goo- ghoulish. Ghoulish. But, yeah. The ghoul of Plainfield. Do you have any Ed Gein jokes you want to tell me? What's, what's Ed Gein's favorite food? What? Lady fingers. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I left my book at home that has my jokes in it, and I didn't oh, write them down. Why did Ed Gein heat up his house? He didn't want his furniture to get goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I like super spiked. Yeah, you did. Oh okay. shit! That was a good one. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think that one was in the book. <laughs> but that's I saw a that good and I was like, one. that's the greatest fucking like cheesy ass dad joke. <laughs> For real. Why did he heat up his ass? He didn't want his furniture to get goosebumps. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Even though it goes completely opposite because he had to keep his house cold so his furniture didn't fucking melt. And the only time he hated his house was with the fucking body parts. <laughs> with the fats. <laughs> with the fats. I just saw a meme that says, I made that bitch a lampshade. Bitches love being lampshades. <laughs> I also love I want to make you into a lampshade because you light up my life or whatever. Oh, good one. Yeah. Oh. Did you just hit yourself in the face? Yep. So that brings us brings us to the end. Now I guess we can we can finally get out our speculations. But first, we had to pause real fast because my mom showed up and she brought me some wonderful medicines for my face and we were talking about a bunch of random inappropriate things but with the assist from nikki we came up with a female necrophilia because yes in my family we talk about these subjects so we have cracking a cold one open for the guys for the gentlemen and now we have the impaler the the impaler For women who take advantage of post-mortem dong stiffies, you are now known as Vag the Impaler. Vag the Impaler. (laughs) (laughs) So, correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong. um, And and you guys can and like I said, you guys can come at me with this. 
But I've been following a case. Get my shit together. I've been following a case where a woman who was actually a mortician's assistant uh, rode a stiff cold one mm-hmm. more than once <clears throat> and became pregnant. Now, it was said that this was fake news <laughs> and that Snopes said it was incorrect. Mm-hmm. However, I've gone back and I've looked at it a few times and this person is actually suing for child support so from crazy. the family of the dead person she desecrated that she became pregnant by because uh, a body can still throw a bone for like 72 hours post-mortem and the semen is still viable. That's so weird. I just don't understand how it comes out. Does it just slowly seep? Because I think that if you stimulate but that it can't organ. feel anything. That'd be like a woman orgasming after she died, which doesn't it's not happen. The, it's not the same. It's not the same. Because you, you can rubbed, still, you can, same. well, discuss this with Spencer. He'll disagree with you. Spencer, That's, we got talks. We, we also, but d- have you ever had an orgasm in your sleep? Yeah. Oh, I have. Did you come and like leave something in your panties? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you, because you have brain activity. And you still have sensory. You still have brain activity after you die. Not for 72 hours. 36 hours. But no, it's only you, like two minutes. That's not what I've read. Because then your brain dead. I read the exact opposite because that's what I put in my fun facts that how long oh, your God. brain. There's more questions than answers. I know. Christ. God damn it. We're going to have more to fucking. No, we're going to have to get in on this together. Because I saw something where brain activity can actually last. Like, you can still be triggering and firing fucking electrodes through your brain up to 36 hours later. But that's how you determine if you're dead, is when there's no brain activity. But you can still fire. Like, the... But that's brain activity. Right. But your body... But your body... Okay, but your body is not responding. So you're not, like, you're... It's not sending activity to your diaphragm or your lungs to take breaths. You're not, like, you can still fucking body still twitch and shit, which is brain activity many hours after you're fucking dead, which is freaked out many more morticians where you're laying on the fucking slab and out of nowhere a fucking leg will twitch or a fucking hand will go. That's brain activity. I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Am I wrong? I don't know. I'm not going to try to say know. that I know. I need a fucking mortician friend. Well, Lindsay's about to be one, so she can fucking answer all of her shit when she goes to school for it, because she'll know all about it. Speaking of more questions than answers, that's what we had all throughout this case. Um, it was never a question if Ed is mentally ill. No, but we know it is he a is. question of it's so hard for somebody to claim insanity now and get away with murder because they were criminally insane. Right. And if you look at different cases of actual schizophrenic cases, like my very favorite, uh, Ed Chase. Richard Chase. Richard Chase. Why did I say Ed Chase? Jesus. I, it's, it's it's I, knew, I knew where the fuck you were going. Dude. It's my favorite, Richard, but I'm going like, to fuck up his name. Richard Chase is one of my favorites, too, and so I totally and knew where you were going. He was left by himself Why for only... Why am I sweating so fucking much? It's because you're excited. Jesus. He was alone for only a couple of months, and he spiraled, and it was very well known throughout everybody that encountered him that he was not okay. No, he, he wasn't, fucking told people he wasn't fucking okay. Yeah, and he would tell anybody that he talked to, like, the blood is shriveling up and my heart is gonna turn into fucking dust. No, I, I have to fucking, I have to inject fucking blood into my body, otherwise yeah, I'm gonna fucking die. So, he was definitely insane and he still fucking went to jail. Yeah. So, but here's something that I want to discuss. So we have Ed Gain. Mm-hmm. Gain. Gainy weenie. Gainy weenie. Why do I say gain? I do It's too. because the eye fucks you guys up. Uh, why? Oh, fucking Utah. So we have Ed Gain. 
Um, did he do all this alone? I don't know. And my one question has always been like, if his best friend was little Bob Hill, Bob, there's nothing to find on if he ever said anything about him ever. That was something I wondered. Did they ever ask him anything? Did they ever no. interrogate him at all? The no. only thing that I found was one picture when he actually walked through the house with the reporters. And there's one picture of him in the doorway. And he knew about the shrunken heads, though. He knew yeah, about he did. before. He knew about everything in the house. And he was there the night they found Bernice. Or and he was around the night that Mary Hogan went missing because he went over he to the Hill House. So here's my thought. Did little Bobby Hill help him out? I don't think so. I think he did. Here's why. Tell me that all five feet of Ed Gein... Weighing probably less than two hundred pounds, way less. He was way less. I think he was a the, slender. He was probably one thirty-five or one forty. Yeah, I, I think in the uh, physical report he was like up until he turned into fatty two tits, fucking apple pie eater. He was quite a small man. How the fuck was he going to get those bodies Adrenaline. out of the goddamned? No, no, I disagree. I don't know. I think he had help. Well, I really do. <clears throat> That's a lot of fucking woman to be dragging out and of the goddamn dirt. Smart too, though. He, he was has a, a high IQ. I mean, for a, for right, for the, the kind age, of a guy he was, for the time. he had a good IQ. He can figure shit out. He grew up on a farm. He knows how to do stuff. He knows how to hoist a big ass body up because his family's been doing it forever. There's he a possibility, but I mean, you don't also hang out with somebody for 12 years and never once talk about those heads that you found or, you know, what else is in the house? What about the, the fucking other teenagers that were in the house? They're in the house surrounded by fucking skin chairs. Nobody's going to ask a question. Right. I don't know, dude. I just, <laughs> I, I have like this feeling in my head that. Ed, maybe Bobby was equally as strange mm-hmm. and was awkward. Dude, weird knows weird. Right. That's why we're and all so, friends. <laughs> exactly. That's why they bonded up. And maybe Ed was like, oh, you know, uh-huh. I'm going to need you to help me pull this out of the ground. But you can't see anything. So, but then what would be the incentive not to say anything? Not going to jail. Not having your whole family fucking hate you. Or if Bobby also participated in some things that he didn't want anybody to ever know about. Right. Maybe he was groomed. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Maybe he was like some Candyman shit. Maybe he was like a little David. For real. I don't know. I don't know. I I love to speculate. I know. I just sit here and stare at you guys and think about it because I don't know. But my initial, I say no. I could see how he could have done it. Uh Could have helped. But Ed was so fucking crazy because he was by himself all the time. If he's got a little friend following him around doing shit with him, do you think he's going to still be that crazy? Yeah, but here's my other speculation. Do you think he had schizophrenia? No. Me neither. Yeah, I he think was... he had manipulation. Right. Well, I actually did digging on it because um, I'm never satisfied with fucking anything that I ever read. So with schizophrenia, uh, because we all know he was definitely... He was definitely fucked up, but with schizophrenia, usually <coughs> they can't turn it on and off as as much. No, like it if he's going to go through like, all these phases, right? You know, he he's not going to be able to keep his shit together in the public when somebody's, especially if you went twelve years without any sort of medication. If you're allowed, no, you're fine. <laughs> If he went 12 years without any form of medication and complete isolation, he would have been caught, I think, long before 12 years would have happened. Usually that's what happens with schizophrenia to that extreme. And he's not going to be able to go into town. He's not going to be able to hold down a job. He's not going to be able to 
be fucking normal around everybody for that long. I think the period of isolation that he endured for those 12 years after Augusta was gone, Uh I think he would have gone, like, socks off. Oh. Fucking nutso. Yeah. Richard Chase was alone in his fucking apartment for less than a month, and he fucking killed... Bunnies bunch of people and shit and was like injecting and blood he used into a little his boy's veins. penis as a straw. Like, uh huh. Or he was injecting <clears throat> blood, like uh, shooting up fucking rabbit's blood into his veins because that was what's going to keep him alive. Yeah. So that's somebody with legitimate schizophrenia. Or what was the name of the fucking dude that ate the kid on the the Chinese guy? Oh, fucking, the Asian guy that yeah. ate the fucking dude on the bus. Yeah, on the Greyhound bus. Up yeah, in Canada. up in uh, Canada. Fucking what's his face? Yeah, I know who you're that talking guy. about. I can't. I think it was well. Right his name has changed like, now, but I can't remember what the fuck I it was. Say it was like Yong or some bullshit. But I know that's not right. That's Yong. Just, but yeah, you you see what I'm saying? That is legitimate <laughs> schizophrenia. Where and he was like, God fucking told me to kill this guy and eat his fucking parts. Like he had fucking eyeballs and ears and shit in his pocket. Well, and I don't know how if you had schizophrenia, you could go from the point of hanging up bitches. And wearing skin suits and be completely cured without any form of fucking medication. Yeah. No medicine, no legitimate rehabilitation. Oh, you got caught and all of a sudden that cured you? Oh, That's oh, not how that happens. Somebody knows that I'm fucking beating on a skin tom. No. Tom. And tom. 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 But I think and that they knew that he was fucked up and that he shouldn't be around public, but they didn't I mean, I don't know think he, why at the time. I don't think he, he had, had fucking schizophrenia. I think he just, I think he was just fucking nuts. He right. was in his own head too much. Right? Well, I looked up, <clears throat> Jesus, I looked up delusional disorder and it says, uh, some of the questions for signs is they have a false uh, belief that someone or that something could be happening, like being followed or be, you know, or maybe for him, like becoming a woman. It's something, it's a false thing that they believe, but it could be something that could actually happen in the real life. Or for Like him, being followed or. Yeah, never mind. Whatever. Turning into a female. Right. Which is what he wanted. That's why he was wearing fucking lady leggings, vulvas, uh-huh. and fucking mammary vests. And it says the patient expresses an idea or belief with unusual persistence or force. So because he wanted to become a woman so bad, he made it fucking happen. Just in the weirdest, the fucking, weirdest way. fucking way possible. The idea appears to have an undue influence on the patient's life, the way the life is often altered to a to like a beyond extent, meaning that their their fantasy or what they believe is happening oh, is no, so it's fucking like altered. Sur- yeah. Right. Uh, despite his or her profound conviction, there is often a quality of secrecy secretiveness or suspicion Secrecy. yeah when the patient is asked about it so they know that it's wrong or they don't tell the public about what they're doing behind closed doors and that was where his shady fucking answers come in well and the fact that he would never let anybody in his home and so everything was like hushy hush mm-hmm. um they they question everything when they're being asked about stuff they're, they don't oh I suppose that's right yes mm-hmm. Uh, it says the belief is at least unlikely and out of keeping with the patient's social, cultural, or religious background. So everything that Ed did was completely opposite of everything he fucking learned as far as religion goes. Yeah. And it, it goes Well, even on. with, like, keeping his fucking house. Like, everything he did post-Augusta uh-huh. was exactly the, the yeah, of what she would have fucking had in her home. Yeah. yeah. And it says, and to contradict whatever belief or if he had a certain strong emotional 
emotional tie to something, he would act completely irrational. So, like, any time Augusta was mentioned, he fucking crumbled. Yeah, crying like a little bitch just because they said her name. Mm-hmm. And it says, additional features is it's a primary disorder. It's a stable disorder characterized by the presence of delusions to which the patient clings to with, like, just all of their fucking might. So he believed that he could raise the dead or that he could become a fucking woman. So he, that was his core, yeah. you know? And Shit, man. I didn't... <clears throat> you went fucking deep. I didn't realize you had done all this. Yeah, because I didn't believe that he had schizophrenia, but I... And I'm not a professional at all. And it says later that sometimes... A professional? Yeah. Professional. A, a professional? A professional. A professional. Professional. Uh, it says uh, sometimes that people that have been diagnosed with delusional disorder, like in the past, they probably would have been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Now you can't be diagnosed with schizophrenia and then delusional because they're two completely separate things. Well, then no, they didn't one have is fucking, so many. They didn't have as many disorders. Yeah, they but they used like to call everybody fucking retard. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, you're hysterical or oh, you're fucking retarded. And they put them all in the same fucking home. Yeah. And like with this one, it says that. They usually, this will usually come if they are isolated, and for men, it's when they're celibacy, like, they're celibate, so that clicks off. Also, the onset for delusional disorder is usually between the ages of 33 and 55, which also is the same age range when his mom died and he was left completely alone. So I think he probably has more delusional disorder of versus course, schizophrenia. schizophrenia is... Finger quotes, schizophrenia. He sure controlled it really well. Yeah. He knew when he could and when he couldn't turn into this other person that did all this bullshit. Yeah, and that's what this kind of says, too, is that you have that. You have your secret life. You, you have, have your, your outside switch. life. You know when you can switch. Yeah, and most of the time your IQ is normal and you can function on a normal level. You can still have a job. You can still socialize. You can still do whatever. You might be a little weird, but you can still... Mm-mm-mm. And do I think that now, if Ed Gein was caught, would he be deemed insane? Fuck no. No, I think he would have been put in prison. With all the harshness. Mm-hmm. They would have definitely said that he is mentally off. I yeah. don't know, dude. I don't know. Because I, don't. I am not a professional, and I don't know on what level mm-hmm. he did the clicky-click uh-huh. from back to forth. I don't know. But, but he, knew so when, he consciously knew when he was doing it because yeah. it just so happened that it came on at night, but not any other time. So if he really was schizophrenic, he didn't have he couldn't have a control over that. He doesn't know when he's going to be one or the other. Do you think he had DID? Mm. Talking about his hazes and trances and potentially, <clears throat> I don't I don't know. Do you think he like was in one personality while he was digging up these bodies and then snapped out of it and then was I like, do "Holy believe fuck, a lot of that. What the yeah. hell am I doing?" And then yeah. crawled out of a grave and was like, no, thank you. That, I think that's I'm, definitely a strong possibility. And what's sad is I think a lot of the stuff that could only be answered if you actually sat down and talked with him. Because well, we can like read whatever. Not like fucking get anything out of him, though. I know. Right? What the fuck were you going to... Yeah, what what prune juice well, were guess. you going to squeeze out of that pomegranate? Well, yeah, but you <laughs> know when you can talk to somebody, you, you get their whole embodiment of body language, everything like that, where you can read something on paper, even in text messages, and you will take things however you fucking want to. Coming from personal experience with a human being with DID. Yeah. You will sit down and you will talk to that human being. Uh And the person that you see sitting in front of you giving you questions, answers, 
calling you auntie uh-huh. versus the person that you might get three minutes later. Right. Two totally different no, things. No, I know. I'm saying so, when you read something, <clears throat> you put your own thought of maybe right, how it right. is, but you wouldn't know unless you're talking and you even see what they're trying to Even say. the person that you might get three minutes prior to the person you're getting three minutes Right. Now, they'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. Oh, yeah. And tell you, they'll call you the names you want to hear. They'll, um, they'll, they'll coax you and groom you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's a huge it's, difference between reading what's right, on a paper right. and actually and seeing, speaking yeah. to somebody. <clears throat> it's almost dirty. Yeah. Because then when they flip on you, it's, um, it's not just painful mm-hmm. it, and you don't just feel betrayal. Right. But you feel like hijinks. You're where you're like, what the fuck just happened? Well, there's that, there's that shift in both the room, the sense of the room. You know what I mean? Like everything kind of takes a little, a little shift. And like when you're reading the confessions, we can say, we can say, maybe he was just fucking playing everybody. Look at the games that he's playing. But unless you were actually sitting down and physically looking at the person as Mm -hmm. they're talking, you don't know. And because there's nothing on audio, even with audio, you kind of get a little bit more of a sense. But, I mean, there's been times where I've read text messages and I'll be like, that was fucking cunty. And it wasn't at and all. It was, it was like a joke. Or, you know, it's whatever. lost in life texting the, with me. Yeah. No, life I lost in translation of fucking words. But, like, as a person who has a family member that has DID, right. it's like you almost don't even see the split happen. Uh-huh. Until it happens. Right. And then shit goes, like, way fucking south. Because you you don't... But do they have control over the split of the change? No. Not all the time, no. So it couldn't... It, have you watched Split yet? No. It's and I really, don't know why. It's either. a really... It's, it's good. Um, to watch them do it is one thing. Right. When it goes, like, completely rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it starts to shift mm-hmm. and they know that the other personality needs to take the light butter Mm -hmm. the person they're talking to and needs to trick them Mm -hmm. it can well like in the movie in the movie split there's they show it in a different way but one that was really a a good i don't know insight into it is when he's being interviewed by his Mm -hmm. by his therapist and the therapist finally was able to coax and you can see like as as he's walking around he's doing different things that are indicative of a separate personality Uh, but he's still trying to he'll let the other personality keep in the spotlight type of thing oh that's not that's not him that's not him and then all of a sudden everything kind of shifts a little bit and he'll sit up a little straighter or whatever thing that he's taken over but anyways, I mean, there's always a possibility that he could have had DID. I don't know because he never they never talk about it in any of the psychological reports later well, and he was <clears throat> deemed okay enough to try to be well, but released. Well, sch- schizophrenia was what DID Right. They like, were all kind of they, they were the like same lumped pool. into the same like yeah. spectrum. Right. So People that are like, oh, they have schizophrenia. No, they could have a completely separate disorder that mimics other things or looks the same. But DID is a fairly relative. Like, what am I looking for? Like right. a new, <clears throat> newer, newer diagnosis for things. Well, and it used to be just called split personality, <clears throat> but that would still be something that they would have. He wouldn't have been this complete model citizen in the jail where he had, or in the hospital where he had complete free reign of everything. And he never once had to be subdued. He never once had to be on medication. He was completely 
quote unquote basically like normal. Model. Yeah, but so compared to other people that were there that also had split personality or I think that's where this comes back into the delusional thing. Uh-huh. Where he had severe delusional mm-hmm. like grandeur of oh, yeah. I want to be a woman. And so this is what I'm going to do because this is what I have to do. Well, and he also hated his mom so much. <clears throat> and maybe he, w- he was too afraid to say it out loud. But I think that's another reason why I wore bitches' faces. Of course. And th- I could be reaching with this. <clears throat> like, Reach really away. far. But I'm going to go there anyway. If anybody thinks that we're trying to be professionals, they obviously haven't we been are listening not. to our podcast. We are not. We are not. Um, Addiction. Uh-huh. Do you think that maybe he went, tried to dig up his mom because he thought that he could raise her? Figured out that he couldn't, went and got somebody else out, and from there it was just like an addiction. And so he could have gone into a haze, into his addiction, Uh to get all this out and to do all this shit. Yeah. I don't know. No. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good theory. I don't know why he would have killed Bernice, though, and Mm -hmm. done all that, because that, but that could just be like, weed your gateway drug. Right. (laughs) Dead people were his gateway drug, and now he's going to go start. There's always that escalation. Well, and we'll never know if there was more victims. I definitely think that there was. Oh, for fucking sure. There's no way to know that he didn't travel outside. All you're taking is Ed Gein's fucking word, who is somebody who is not healthy. And I know it's a small town, but he's so fucking weird that I doubt people were really paying attention to where he was going or what he was doing. Obviously, they weren't paying that much attention if they're missing graves getting dug up. Right. And Mary Hogan being gone for three years. Yeah. And nobody listening to him and he's like, she's at my house. (laughs) She's done missing. Yeah. She's done at the house. What the fuck, dude? I think that they had enough evidence and enough even in the confession that if it would have gone to trial now, he would have been indicted or he would have been tried and found guilty of first degree murder and he would have been deemed sane enough because he does know the difference between right and wrong. Oh, he knew right and wrong up until the lawyer was like, you don't know. You're insane. Yeah. yeah. And even if even if not, he knew that digging up dead bodies and doing things with the bodies that he was doing, he knew that it was wrong because he was quiet about it. So he wasn't insane at the moment he, like, yes, he was insane, but you know, well, yeah. and when it comes into the law, like, you can't know right from wrong at all. It's Me- so Me- hard. Me- it is Me so at hard Me to at be all. deemed criminally insane. It really is. And I don't know why they ran with that. I think it was because they just didn't want... Was it easier for them to just wrap it up and put it in that poop hole and shove it into a fucking hospital? Do you think it had to do with Sheely? He was like, fucking, I don't want him here. I don't want to deal with the bullshit. Yeah, well, but he, he already everybody. fucking had that heart attack. Yeah. Before so, the trial like, Before started. the trial even fucking started. Well, I mean, so, from the very beginning. Yeah, it could have been where he, like, looked at his deputies and he's like, mentally insane. Make sure this fucking <laughs> We happens. don't want this. We don't, we don't need this shit. Well, I think it was also one of those even now like if you actually sit down and you think about the things that he did it's super fucked up like we can joke about it all day long but when you think about what you would have to be capable of to do that you are definitely fucked up and I don't think that the people were comfortable with the idea of he was just a normal guy that was just a fucking psycho because then it could happen to one of them it's easier if it's like he has schizophrenia it's so far out of our ballpark that could never happen maybe that's why they were so upset about the grave robbing yes is like okay what the fuck he did murder a couple people but he's digging motherfuckers out of holes which is a whole extra level yeah and taking their skin to make his clothes 
When you find Bulbas, out that somebody is wearing cutting, your loved ones. You're cutting. If yeah. I found out that somebody cut my mom's pussy out. And was wearing it. And was yeah. wearing it. I would fucking go way extra. You would want to say. Conan the Barbarian shit. I would collect his fucking head. You would want to say that he is schizophrenic. He had no choice. It was one of those like. If he has schizophrenia or whatever. It was out of his. I was it's out of his own conscious. It's his own choice. He didn't have a choice at the matter. Because he is so mentally ill. That's easy easier to cope with with just knowing that hey i just felt like wearing your mom's pussy because you owed me fucking money it's easier to be like no he's fucking gone there I was there was shit. not a normal a normal function no i'm done i'm i'm like yeah. done with this conversation because now that i start thinking about it i'm like no i'd have killed him fucking sight unseen yeah. for real i i don't understand how this son of a bitch lived i i for that long in a fucking institution even and mm-hmm. in a period if they're taking him out to go see the house if that was my mom i'd have oh, been yeah. knifed that I, yeah i would have been sitting in that fucking that shit. Yep, yeah. i'd have been sitting in a fucking field with a high-powered fucking yeah, rifle if you're not gonna let me close to that house i'm gonna shoot him from as far away as i fucking can i'm gonna get the highest powered gun i have i'm a killer shot i'm gonna get him right in the fucking face i think that's why another reason people don't like talking about and why serial killers has always been a taboo subject yeah. is because once you find out the stuff in the past, you can relate to a lot of serial killers. And that makes people very fucking it uncomfortable. Does. Because you can listen, okay? He was raised by a fucking crazy religious nutbag who thought everything was bad, blah, 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 blah. There's plenty of other people that were raised the same way. Turned out just fine. Where's that fucking... Where's that switch? Where's that switch? And when you start relating to people like Augusta, because when it starts talking about shit Augusta does, I'm like, fuck, I do that. Right. Am I fucking up my kids? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, do I have the next Ed Gein in my house? I don't know. And so it's easier if somebody if you gets... See, if you see Calvin dancing around with, like, a Barbie doll pussy on his ding-dong, it's time. we've got issues. We've got but to it's talk. Easier, and I did fuck it up. It's easier to be like, okay, well, the where it switches is this person has a severe mental disorder. They have right. schizophrenia. So we're not the same at all. We're no. completely different. It's so much easier to you do can, that. You can cherry pick and be like, oh, I get that. Oh, I get that. Oh, I get that. But then when you see somebody collecting fucking vulvas and noses and shit, you're like, all right, you fucking crossed over to the dirty side. Uh-huh. But there's not, always that fear. Not the could fucking, it happen? Could it? But could, could it happen it to does. one of our family members? Could one of them turn out that way? We kind of come from the same past. That other guy's kind of fucking weird, too, and he keeps to him, himself. Is he the fucking same? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Ed Gein has this, and he's completely mental? Okay, well, then that makes sense. We're safe. It's yeah. it's one of those people like to put labels on things well, and so they feel safer. That's just like us making jokes about it, though. Mm-hmm. That's how we feel safe. That's how we make it okay, because it's just fucking funny. Right. It's not funny when we get to this point where we're all hashing it out, and you're thinking, why the fuck is he the way he is? It's not funny. It's yeah. scary as fuck. But there's so many things within there, the dude, you could, like, that... Remember the conversation that we had about suppressing masturbation? Mm-hmm. No, was I here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about, like, suppressing masturbation in your kids or shaming your kids for masturbation? Oh, yeah. yeah and we had a friend yes, that was yes. like, this is how you turn your kid into a fucking serial killer. Yeah. Like, this is the line where you need to explain that it's, like, healthy, it's okay, it's fine that you do it, just don't, you don't fucking... 
do it in public or whatever. Right. But if you start to suppress certain things in your kids, like natural fucking urges. You make or, them feel bad or yeah. dirty for natural human so, things. Then so then for, they for human fucking nature. Yeah. And then you end up with Ed Gein. Yeah, because then they relate any kind of sexual feeling they have to, to shame. To shame. Turns into and, hate. Which turns into hate and anguish. And then you end up with... You can only put a pot on to boil for so long before it'll fucking boil fucking over. For real. Yeah. And that was the conversation that we had had. I can't believe it took me so long to... It's a fucking good. remember what conversation it was, but when you like, and that's why I try to have like healthy, normal converse, like conversation, 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 conversations with my kids about Using different, like cheap, no, like conditioner. <laughs> Get the cheap about lotion. about normal human nature, <laughs> right? And being like okay with the fact that like Certain these happen, yeah, man. Like you're gonna have urges, you're gonna have desires, and you're gonna want to do certain things, and that's okay. It's fine. It's normal. It's healthy. Well, and it's a dirty game to tell somebody their entire life that women are fucking bad and sex is bad is. and touching yourself is bad and fucking all these things you're are literally, bad. You're literally sucking the fucking soul out of somebody when you're like, don't touch yourself, don't touch women, don't do this, don't do that, don't do... Like, Everybody's all, bad. All the things that fucking have been put into place by fucking... Jesus himself <laughs> from the fucking beginning of time to procreate. No, bad, 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 bad. You go so You're far gonna one fucking... way, somebody's going to slingshot the fucking Yeah, opposite. exactly. And then you end up with a fucking silver pussy with both red bells. Silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Whoever posted, I can't remember, about the Starbucks drink, the oh. salted pussy. That was oh. all of us. No, wasn't no, it? No, somebody posted it on our Facebook wasn't it yesterday. I yeah, think it yeah, was. Yeah, it was Vin. And I, you were like, but only if it has a red bow. I was like, but it's got to come in a glittery silver cup. <laughs> yes. Like, around Christmas time only. <laughs> with gingerbread Salted on top. Salted pussy. Salted pussy latte. But yeah, some of the things that with, with Gein and going back into the confessions that didn't really add, add up as far as schizophrenia would go is when he would say things like, I wanted to see how long this would last. Yeah. Or I wanted to see what you Well, know that was first, the fucking or, game that he played yeah. with. Yeah. Them. And so this this is where we wrap up. Yep. The end yeah. of Thanksgiving. Do we want to sing our song? I we do. Oh my god. I gotta pull we my We can't fucking let this up. bitch go to waste. We haven't practiced though. We'll practice on there. Here. Is, we can sing it more than once. There is we'll a song it called Was it the Twas the Night Before Christmas? Yeah. Go read the book by Harold Schechter. 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 We've totally oh, fucking massacred his name repeatedly. Sorry, this is an ad. But it's almost done. Go read his book. And at the end, there's a there's an Ed Gein. Oh my God, do it! I will in a second. She's finishing. There's an Ed Gein. Twas the night before Christmas. That is oh, fucking it's gold. So funny. It's also if you don't want to go read the book on last podcast on the left. Yeah, go check out last on podcast their on the third. Is it? Th- it's our last part of their Ed Gein. Yeah, I think episode. it's part. Three. I don't know if they did three or four parts. But <laughs> I think they did three, and it's on their last three. one. Whichever one it was, it was on their last one, and you can hear it all there. But we wrote our own. We wrote twelve days of Geenness. <laughs> Ember, Ember, yeah. wrap this up. Say by we, we mean oh, Ember. Uh, um, but once we, I finish the lyrics to a few of my favorite things, we'll put that. We'll put that up too. Yeah, it will be great. It will be great. Okay, we're gonna try to do this, and then we'll probably fuck it up, and it will be fine. And I don't know. We'll go from there. But we have the just the music, so you can go with it, and then we'll sing I in will our not shitty. Sing. 
sticky voices. voices. <laughs> no, sing it. I we sound like sing. shit anyways. I always no, sound I like sound shit. like cats being raped. It's fine. Do you we'll know what? Do this. I think uh, my voice... Well, I should sing because I have the sexy nice blue tenor. voice, and I could be like Phoebe on Friends when she right. sings "Smelly Cats." Smelly cats. And she's trying to get sick. Have you seen that Smelly one? Smelly yes. cats. She's like, my voice is so sexy when I'm sick. <laughs> Smelly cat. Smelly cats. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yep. Mm. Okay. I can't. On the first day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me one really really fucked up Ed Gein. On the the second day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me two lampshades and one really fucked up Ed Gein. On the third day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me Three skin chairs, two lampshades, and one really fucked up Ed Gein. The fourth day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me. Four extra noses, three skin chairs, two lampshades, and one really fucked up Ed Gein. We were way we're too way off. fast. On, On the fifth day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me. Five skull soup bowls. Slower down. Four extra noses, three skin chairs, two lampshades, and one really fucked up Ed Gein. We're sabotaging. I know. On the sixth day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me six pairs of leggings, five skull soup bowls. Four extra noses, three skin chairs, two lampshades, and one really fucked up Ed Gein. <laughs> On the seventh day of Christmas, my wolf that gave to me seven uneasy truckles, six pairs of leggings, five skull soup bowls. Four extra noses, three skin chairs, two lampshades, and one really fucked up Ed Gein. <coughs> On the eighth day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me eight rotten milk cartons, seven uneasy chuckles, six pairs of leggings, five skull soup bowls. Four noses, three skin chairs, two lampshades, and one really fucked up Ed Gein. On the ninth day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me nine bulbas in a shoebox, eight rotten milk cartons, seven uneasy chuckles, six pairs of leggings, five skull soup Four noses, three skin chairs, two lampshades, and one really fucked up Ed Gein. We should be stoned. On the tenth day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me ten face masks, nine vulvas in a shoebox, eight rotten milk cartons, seven uneasy chuckles, six pairs of leggings, five skull soup Noses, three skin chairs, two lampshades, and one really fucked up Ed Gein. Oh, God. Oh my We're God. way so, fucking I can't even hear it. 
On the eleventh day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me eleven years of hoarding, ten face masks, nine vulvas in a shoebox, eight rotten milk cartons, seven uneasy chuckles, six pairs of leggings, five school symbols, four extra noses, three skin chairs, two lampshades, and one really fucked up bed. Last one thing, Jesus. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me twelve a nipples on a belt. Twelve nipples on a belt. It goes slower. It goes slower. Okay. Oh, slower. Start, start over on the twelfth day. <laughs> uh, the yeah, you must go slower on the twelfth day. <laughs> on the twelfth day, we got to bring it down even slower, even though we were going way too fast than it was. Stop. Dude, this is going to sound like shit. What are you saying? I don't give a fuck. This is great. Okay, hold on. I went. I went too far. I went too far. Damn it! Jesus! Jesus! Angel! Nick it! I can't believe myself. Okay, here we go. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my wolf pack gave to me twelve nipples on a belt, eleven years of hoarding, ten face masks, nine vulvas in a shoebox, eight rotten milk cartons, seven uneasy chuggles, six pairs of leggings, five skull soup balls. Extra noses, three skin chairs, two lampshades, and one really fucked up Ed Gein. Oh my god. Oh fuck. Ah, yes! It was most fucked. fucking I am most pleased with our excellent singing. It should be any time now when we are asked to become ah, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. I know. <laughs> We will be a part of it, and it will be the greatest thing this nation has ever seen. But only when it comes when a stroke face. Your stroke face is on the wrong side. So is mine. No, you're good. No, because it's the right swing. That's our working side. Yeah, but it's supposed to. We're backsides. This is the left, which would be fucked up. But this is the one you're working out of. But Where? isn't it also the... I don't know. I don't know how This is the saggy side. This is the working side. Uh, well, Anyways. what I do know is those were amazing lyrics. Well done. Well, well done. Well. High five. Um, so that brings us to the end of Ed Gein, and now it is, ah, uh, December. <laughs> and in the month of December is the time of You're giving... You're me piss my pants. I'm so sorry. Ah, uh, get a catch. There's the cup right there. You may piss into it. It'll be fine. <laughs> With the month of uh, December, we will be bringing you lots of Christmas presents. Um, lots of good things will be happening. She's recording, and I don't know how I feel about it because my hair is a is a is a skew and a shonder. Not with this shit. So, just so you know. I need you to be giving. I'm fucking, I'm clammy. I'm laughing so hard, I'm fucking she's, clammy. She's fucking clammy. She's uh, we need to end this episode. 
Uh, so how about enjoy your Thanksgiving and stay out of check lanes? Or keep your fucking in-laws out of talk lanes. Or put them in there. I don't fucking oil. I had a good game ending and now I can't fucking <laughs> now it's gone. What the fuck uh, it was? Make all of your Christmas songs. Oh. May all of your Christmas <laughs> dreams be red and white. white. And stay out of fucking chalk lines. Stay the fuck out of your chalk lines, Always motherfucker. Happy I remembered. Oh, fucking it's not that great either. Always have cheese on your pie. Oh, it wasn't that good. And stay out of chocolate. Stay out of chocolate. Oh, what I was going to say earlier about the old dead cheese, the old rotten cheese, he shouldn't have bitched about it. He likes old dead dry things. Yeah, no shit. He should have been happy about that cheese. It should have reminded him of home. Yeah. Pussy box. He's probably trying to That's fuck That's what it. I was trying to say, but I knew. You made it. me fucking do <laughs> I knew if I said it at the time because you were already trying to get oh, your shit, shit together, it would have never happened. He probably right. tried Jesus to fuck Christ. it because it was old Enjoy dry. Enjoy your fucking holidays, guys. We love you. We love Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Sorry about our lovely voices. And by sorry, I mean you're welcome. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Yeah. But I like to think you a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Hey, true crime fans, have you listened to Wine and Crime yet? We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Each week, us gals pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to the topic. Past episodes include necrophilia, cults, Crimes of passion, cruise ship disappearances, exorcisms gone wrong, all this over a bottle of wine, or let's be real, three. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod, and check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Cheers! Yeah.